This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeland. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I am filling in for the guys who are still away. It is another week. We are excited to be coming into your world, whether it be your laptop or your phone, however that may be going. i uh, got a big show for you coming up tonight. We're going to be talking about a lot of unique stories that are hitting professional wrestling. Unfortunately, no guest this evening, so I do apologize for that. And with that being said, let me go ahead and let me bring in the writ here. Well, yeah, what's going on, Mr. Freeland? How you doing? You know what? It, it, this, is, this is quite typical for me. I am always... Running late, and if I'm not running late, uh, somehow I'm getting something technically not right. But uh, I am here. I'm excited to see your pretty face. Uh, happy early birthday, as I mentioned on social media, even though I was wrong. But happy birthday to you. Well, thank you, Freeland. And uh, I want to take uh, a little time to sit there and give you recognition for a huge accomplishment you had this past weekend. You know, getting your... Uh, you know, graduation ceremony on the way and, you know, something you worked hard for. And, you know, now I, I want to say that you don't only, did, you know, teach people in the school. Yes. You, you've taught me a lot in the short time we've been together. And I appreciate everything you do for me. And just like the students appreciate everything you do for them. So on behalf of myself, the FRM pod inner circle along with the pinnacle <laughs> congratulations Freeland. thank you i appreciate that i it, it means a lot um getting my master's degree has been something that i have been striving to do for the last gosh the last two years so shortly after we started doing the podcast i actually started working on getting my master's degree and getting master's in education Wow, as Mr. Freeland is having technical difficulties, like always. Good Lord. Welcome to another edition of Front Row Material, where the technical difficulties happen. I am your new host, The Rit. This is my co-host, Mike Freeland, who you cannot hear. I wonder if he has his... Do you have your microphone on mute again? Because this is fantastic. Can you hear me now? Oh, my goodness. Can you hear me now? Hey, yeah, come there on. There you are. There I am. Hold on. I got to sit on something. I got this neuropathy whoa, whoa, whoa. thing. I got to sit on something. Whoa. Yeah. That is for uh, front row material after dark. After dark. Yes. Oh, man. You know what I love about you? By the way, I, I don't want to glaze over this, but I do want to say thank you for that uh, very, very kind opening and uh, all that support. You didn't hear a word I said when I retorted, did you? No, no. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much. I'm excited uh, about this next chapter in my life. I'll be able to teach biology, chemistry, and physics in high school. 
Um, I absolutely love it and I can't wait. So, hey, if anybody knows anybody, I'm looking for a job. So, hey, we can sit there and get you hooked up over here in PA where, where uh, you know, a couple of our guys are, are at. Let me throw a few things out here. Let me throw a few things out here. I just want to thank everybody for coming in here. So, uh, uh, Jack, the game Lord, what is up, buddy? Uh, thank you for coming in. Obviously Mark world order. Uh, let's see here. Is it, uh, Jimmy McMahon? Awesome. Jim Jimmy McMahon. ECW nice. fans back in the house. ECW fan. Awesome. Uh, who else do we got in here? We got shell shock network. The boogsters in here. We got Vince Russo jr. Who is, uh, somewhere. My man lean, my man lean real quick. We're going to do a quick look in real quick. <laughs> what the hell is that? Wait, that's a, that's a quick look into Liam Savage. He I, <laughs> did a hurricane just hit. What the hell just happened? Wow. We'll come back to Liam Savage a little bit later on in the uh, in the broadcast here. But we are so happy. I have some uh, exciting news to be sharing with everybody as well today about the future of the program. Um, some big news just came down the last forty eight hours. I would like to share with everybody um, at least so I can. Uh, so I can at least well, well, say something before uh, it hits the hits the waves. But um, you, you couldn't uh, possibly give me a heads up on that one. I could give you the Iggy on that. No, I could not. I wanted to share it for the broadcast. Um, but by the way, by the way, really quickly, I, uh, I I shared this on social media, and my wife has already had one of them. Um, found them, buzz balls. Found them. I got two of them right here. And uh, you know what I love about Anton? Okay. Outside of, and I'm going to plug this, man. If you want audio production work, video production work, voiceover work, anything you need, please, by all means, reach out to him. I highly endorse him. He's going to be on the panel tonight. But in our group chat, he basically said, hey, man, be careful. And uh, so I have I have the Buzz Balls Choco Tees. So if you can see that, I have the Choco Tees. And I also have this one. So I'm going to I'm going to attempt to drink both of these during the course of the program and uh, kind of see where we uh, where we go from here. So, uh, yeah. Well, Freeland, you said you're drinking them. I'm going to drink them both and I don't drink alcohol. Oh, my goodness. Last call. Yeah, we're, we're- you're. There's going to be a 300-pound doorstop by the end of this program. So I have so much confidence in this entire panel. I love you, Anton. <laughs> I can see that. No one else can. Um, oh, my I goodness. Have so much, Mark World I have Order so much. Just, uh, just posted, uh, we need FRM Dark. We do. For, for, for Freeland's been trying to get dark for quite some time. I've been, I've been trying to do uh, FRM Dark, FRM After Hours for quite a while. Um I have some exciting news, and that's what I'll share with you before the program is over. But, uh, but Red, I saw you were uh, your birthday weekend, right? You went up to uh, Boston, correct? You went to see? No, no, went to Baltimore. You went to Baltimore to see the yes. Orioles Red Sox, correct? Yes, four four games, won three out of four. Uh, fantastic time. Went and uh, went to the zoo, the aquarium. Went nice. on my first ever boat ride. Got me a little. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. You got a little, new tat? No, a little sun. Oh, you got some sun. I thought you got a new tat. Very nice. Yeah. There you can see it. Yeah, I see that now. Very nice. Yeah. So. But oh, overall, great time. Great seats. You know. How's the missus? Good. Good. Nice. You know. You guys, you guys, uh, what hotel did you guys end up staying in up in Baltimore? Oh, uh, the Hilton uh, by Inner Harbor. Ooh. You know, you, 
furthest place we had to go was was a 25 minute walk. That's not bad at all. No. So I got to ask you the question because everybody wants to know. Was there magic in the air? You know what I mean? Was there magic in the air? Was well, there fun did. in Huh? We 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 did have to have a little uh little room service, a little little Ooh. you know, a little uh, clean up on aisle uh, 10. Whoa, clean. Hey, you get to my age, there ain't no cleanup. I, I tell you what, <laughs> you take a napkin, that's about all you need. Um, but that's good. I'm glad you had a good time. The missus is a wonderful woman. I've gotten to chat with her a few different times and uh, very happy that you had a great time in Baltimore. Oh, thank you. All right. So for everybody who uh, is familiar, this is going to be week two of what we call uh, Around the Horn. Um, so we are going to give you one, two, three, four, five, a six pack of wrestling questions. These are topics that have been affecting the wrestling, <laughs> wrestling I world. I can't stand looking at Mike. And Mike's, had a seizure. Mike's now officially gone. Um, <laughs> do, do you have a backup to get on the show? Oh my God. Here's how the game works. The points are given out arbitrarily based upon my discretion, if I agree with your view or not. I can give points and I can take points away. At the end of each round, someone will get bumped. And at the end of the game, there will be one winner, and that person will get the abilities to close the show, and they will be given the last two minutes to say whatever they choose to say about their opinions on the wrestling world. Yes, Liam, you raised your hand very nicely. No, I just said I'm going to be number one. No, um, no question. <laughs> oh, no, no. So the, odd, the odds are in, Liam. I am a three to one odds of being off first. Again. According Again. to who? According That's to Vegas. Vegas. That's a Vegas. Oh, Vegas, odd. right. Yeah. They're back. They're not the FRM uh, odds in Vegas. Yes. Right. Yeah. Didn't you see it? Hide my dick is, I must is have missed one shot. You're, yeah. you're a 50 to one odd shot. And, uh, well. Is also but, on my side from Twitter. No one knew Butt was going to be on, and he's a thousand to one odds. So, it's not very nice. So, well, I, yeah. put, I put a hundred bucks on Butt just because I didn't think he was going to show up. What about me? Uh, what about you? you know, I'm voting me and Mr. Savage. No offense, but <laughs> thank you, sir. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to last. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, I don't. Doesn't matter what she thinks. <laughs> oh my God! Do are we waiting for Mike Unit to go ahead and get his rear end back here, or what are we doing here? Well, we can always no, start with and then have him uh, jump hey, in if possible. Moon dog okay. bets a jar of KY jelly on butt. Why do oh, I feel like? Lord. Why do I? <laughs> well, we know that's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do? Sure. Why am I not surprised that? Here's the deal. Anton is the only one who's allowed to read the comments made by Shellshock Nation just because I love it. Oh, my God. All right. So here's our first topic. Whenever Mike Cook decides to come back after he's done fondling himself to pictures of Connie Chung. Um, he- <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Hey. Coffee and booze and friends got me fucked up. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. Um, oh, all right, let's talk about our first topic. Backstage news uh, on WWE's reaction to AEW's blood and guts. So evidently, those with inside WWE have stated that they felt that AEW's blood and guts has set the industry back 30 years because of their violence uh, with inside the match, with the chair shots, with the bleeding, and obviously being thrown off the top 
of the cage. We're going to go around the horn here. I'm going to first give honors to Christopher Butt. Uh, what do you think about this comment? Did we really set the business back 30 years? They're wrong. That was one of the best shows I've seen in a good spell. You know, and the fact that it was on TV, they didn't have to pay a dime for it. Fantastic. How did it set it back? I don't know. Is it a jealousy thing? Because WWE ain't put a goddamn thing on worth a fucking I don't know how long. Right? No way. There's no way it set it back. No, the Jericho bump. Mm, that was so the angle they could have improved on it kind of did look a little bit shitty but outside of that that was a great show there was a lot of blood in it and today's day and age that it could be frowned upon some people don't like that but i don't see how it said anything back it was a great show it was a great story that could have been a pay-per-view that somebody would have spent 49.99 on and you wouldn't have pissed and moaned about it at the end that was a great show. Did it set it back? I don't think so. I enjoyed it. That's my two cents. I love it. Liam Savage, what's your take on this? I mean, it's pretty strong comments from AEW Brass to say they've set the business back, especially after we've seen what they've put on TV most recently lately. Burning someone to a crisp? Uh, that's not exactly what I would say putting the wrestling business first and foremost. What's your take on these comments? Um... Okay, so truth be told, I didn't see it yet. So, I mean, I I know... Well, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, I know the big you know, thing out of it was the whole crash pad thing. And I saw that and I went, ooh. No. Um, I mean, at least he took the bump. That was, you know, it was admirable. Um, I can't say that I probably... Uh, it's, it's hard to say. It's like, I haven't seen it, right? So I don't want to say something that I don't know about. But... From what I'm guessing, it's probably, you know, throw out everything but the kitchen sink. Am I right here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Okay. The, the baby so and the bathwater. Just, just going on what I, yeah. going on what I, yeah, that's what I figured. So just going on what I thought it would be. Um, I mean, it probably should have been on pay-per-view. It's, it kind of goes back to my old point of what I was saying before about how the um the gimmick matches seem to come every week or every other week now this was like the gimmick of all gimmick matches i get that but it seems like they're trying to one each up each other last show as far as like you know what they can put out there and um i don't know if they need to be doing this all the time because it's just like how are they going to top themselves after this so i can understand where wwe is coming from saying like okay well you know they just went way too far and it's just setting everything back but um, you know, it's okay to have once in a while, but just, you know, really try to make it more special because you don't want to have that stuff all the time. It's, it's kind of what, it's kind of, it's kind of what it like, you know, what happened to ECW. It's like, there was only so far you could go. And I, trust me, I love ECW, but there was only so far you could go. I mean, if I had, if they hadn't have gone under, how much further could they have taken it? You know, it's realistically probably not much further. So AEW really has to watch and make sure they're. Um, paying attention to what the fans are saying and what everybody else is saying, but not to overexert yourselves, not to go too far off the cliff or else they're never going to be able to come back. Uh, Jack, the game Lord says, um, NGL, not going to lie, not going to lie. Tell, <laughs> thank I you. didn't know that telling, saying it set back 30 years when the nineties was some of the best 
time of wrestling. No, I agree with you 100% on that. Very good comment by that. And thank you for mentioning that, Jack. Um, Paul Laurie also, he uh, writes in, I hope it did set it back. Back to the way it was in the Attitude Era. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you on that either because from the standpoint of ratings and what people want to see, I see what you're saying, Liam. I definitely do. However, it's about ratings and revenue. And if the ratings, if it pulls a number, then it's obviously giving the fans something they want. However, you're right. There is that fine line between giving them something and going too far. I'm with you. Well, can I just, can I just say one more thing? Yes. Um, Yeah. It's just the, you kind of look at it like how uh, the Mike Tyson approach, they went over a million for that. Right. I mean, you know, great rating and all that, but then the next week it went right back down and you can only do that so many times. Now this is uh, what about maybe a month removed from that. And they're doing blood and guts. And it's like, you know, okay, so what's the next thing they're going to do? Like they, they, Tony Khan, like I appreciate these trying things. So I can't, I can't fault him on that. But it's the fact that it's like, you can't go too far. If you just keep going and going and going, like I said, you're going to get off that cliff and you will never be able to climb back up. Fair enough. Let's go to Anton. Anton, what is your take on this? Uh, setting the business back 30 years. I mean, in my opinion, that's saying a lot, especially when you, the, the old phrase I think works really well. You live in a glass house, you shouldn't be throwing rocks. So the floor is yours. What's your take on WWE's view on this? Okay, so I was on uh, Mr. Dragon Scorpio, Order, Order Entertain 2020, 20, 20, 20, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Logan Slater's panel on Instagram. I live streamed the majority of the show. I watched it with them until I had to get ready for work. I saw the crash pad from one of the very first matches. When someone did their entrance, I saw it and put the two and two together. Of, okay, someone's going off the top because that's a very... It, it wasn't the same as when they did it with Brody and Mox. So, like, I saw it and called it from the very first open of the show. And I was like, okay, they didn't hide that that well. So, there's that. Also, in the course of the match, I, I'm i okay with the chair shots to the head because Cody already tried to bring that back. Yeah, there was some very bad botches and the very blatant, blatant blading. But no worse than Triple H against, say, Cactus Jacket, you know, Royal Rumble 2000 or any of those matches. So, there's that. Also, the uh, I called the Tully spot, the getting out of the cage, the breaking war games spot. I called that, which is weird because I was just thinking old school and thinking logically, okay, of this is a company that's basically a spiritual successor to WCW and ECW. What are they going to do here? So I was just calling spots left and right, which I didn't feel was bad. I didn't like the ending, but saying it set the business back 30 years is completely false because, okay, I was born in 93, 27, almost 28 years old. That's my entire lifetime. That's literally my entire lifetime watching wrestling, which I have done (laughs) since I was a fetus in the womb throughout life. We did it as a family. My uncles got my mom into wrestling. My mom got me into wrestling. I'm passing it on to my nephews. It didn't set it back 30 years because you're talking about the fucking new generation era with Doink the Clown, Duke the Dumpster, Drose, and everything fucking else. Nah, you didn't set it back that far. I've been saying since AEW started, it reminded me of the new generation era where they got to try to figure out how to work some shit out. I believe that fully. But really, WWE's all fucking fault with it is because they're they're not doing it and they can't fucking do it. They're using blood capsules and bullshit and half their fucking roster wants to do shit like this. But you can't do it because you're a publicly traded company because you sold out in fucking 1999. Call back to Prince and fucking Mr. Liam Savage. You know, I just... There's so much that it just boggles my mind. I'm like, 
you know, fuck guys, fuck. No, it's not 30 years. Granted, Bruce Pritchard doesn't have the love for blood that he used to. Vince doesn't have the blood for love, you know, love for blood that they used to. It just is what it is. It's not 30 years back, not even close. Let's say 25, and that's being fucking nice. And I also love Mr. Paul Loria's comment, comments. I, I want the Attitude Era back. I know we can't get that fully because it was Crash TV, it was Jerry Springer. You know, I know we're not going to fucking fully get that back. The talking segments were the best part. The matches were half-ass. So let's find a happy medium with all of that. And also, Blood and one more thing. Liam's comment about ECW, where would ECW go? Paul Heyman made the comment that before Ring of Honor was Ring of Honor, he had his eyes on Daniel, Punk, etc. They would have been that super hybrid company like Ring of Honor. Less violence, more wrestling, somewhere weird middle ground, you know, UFC-E, etc. Kind of like Bloodsport, I guess. That's, yeah. you know, eh, that's what I see. But I've heard Paul talk about this enough to know roughly where ECW was going as well. And sorry, I know that took a minute. No, you're fine. And and I think that makes that makes total sense, though. I mean, when it comes into the context of... If you're going to make a big statement about setting a company back or an industry back, uh, you better have some good examples to cite before you just start pointing fingers and saying, oh, this isn't good or that's not good. By the way, I've never seen nor have I heard anyone from AEW mention anything about Raw or NXT as far as some of their angles or whatnot being negative to the business. And I think they definitely could have done it if they wished to, but they chose not to. Um now that he's back, uh, Mike Cook, can you hear us now? Yes, you jerk. I, I think we got a little bit of Whoa. a delayed response right there. We have a little delayed response right there. Can you hear me that still, sir? Good. There was no delay. Uh -huh. I said you jerk. I appreciate that. What's your What's uh -huh. your take? What's your take uh -huh. on WWE's response to being set back for thirty years? First off, it was Raquel Gonzalez, not Connie Chung. Um, oh, God. Okay, and he's gone. Oh. Uh, it's a real shame. First of all, don't insult me during the game. That's going to get you negative points. <laughs> let's try to add him back, and let's see if he's going to uh, participate nicely like a good student. Oh, he's back. Okay. All right, please Be continue good, where you Be left good. off. Anywho. So... Here, here's how I look at it like this and as mentioned earlier this is where I spit knowledge in like everyone mentioned 30 years ago was the new gen era it was you know the borderline attitude era and um, some of the comments one match like that that's a promotion of course WWE's cheap way of getting a pop out of AEW but it looks like for them doing that I feel like WWE is starting to feel threatened by AEW. They don't want to admit it, but it's starting to feel it. Like you can tell. And um, I get it. WWE's trying to play it safe, but it's at the point to where you can still play it safe, but without insulting our intelligence. Like everyone mentioned on the group, people gave Jericho shit about the back bump. But who is WWE the claim based on what they do? You literally can pay attention to a match and see the ref handing the wrestler the blood capsules after taking a, you know, weapon spot, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where you can say, who are they to judge this promotion? 
prime example, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. I know they're going to do a special on Dark Side of the Ring on Nick Gage because he used to wrestle for Big Japan. But at one point, it seemed like all Big Japan was defined on was their death matches. Like ECW, Big Japan ended up being serious about their wrestling also. They got a light heavyweight division again. They have a strong heavyweight division, as they call it. So, once again, it's the comparisons. Not too many people define Big Japan based on their constant death matches because they have a variety, just like ECW used to. Because at one point, your diehard fans did not recognize ECW as just a hardcore promotion once they had their serious matches and whatnot. So, once again, we can't define, you know, promotion based on that one match. And like I said, WWE is taking shots because they are starting to feel threatened now. Plain and simple. I uh, I like that. That is a really good case that you've made right there, Mike Unit. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw it over to the Rit. Rit, your last one for this first round. Going to have to be strong here, man. Scores are looking really good. So what's your take on this? Uh, 30 years setting the business back. What's your take? And the floor is yours. Well, first off, uh, with, with WWE stating that, that they set him back 30 years, it doesn't really matter, you know, to the fans. WWE's product is completely different than what AEW is. Uh, WWE is movies and entertainment. AEW is elite wrestling. So that is, you know, the big difference there. You know, AEW, they put all their money in the storylines and actual wrestling. Where Vince and WWE, they put their money in, you know, camera angles, uh, scripts and uh, movie actors you know because that's pretty much what vince is wants he wants people that can go out there and do movies and you know if they can wrestle it's a bonus so 30 years man i i, I kind of wish the wrestling business would go back to 30 years just for the simple fact is the storylines would be a lot better they'd be more entertaining and the fans overall are would be hungry so, man, they would I, I be think, they, hold on. They would be what? Oh, hungry. They'd be hungry. They'd but be Johnny hungry. It's like WWE, to me, they, they're just trying to keep themselves relevant to an AEW product that's, that's starting to look a lot familiar now and a lot superior because the fans are turning in to see these. Can I just keep you know, I would say one of a kind matches, but they're not one of a kind. You know, it was war games just tuned up a little bit. But no, I agree it, with you completely. I agree with you 100%. It's just two completely different uh, products. And WWE is doing whatever they can to stay relevant. No sell. No, I agree with you 100% on that one, uh, Rit. Very, very good point on that one. Uh, we are now, it looks like we've been having some technical issues. Mike, are you still having any technical issues? Or are you still there? Oh. It, it looks like Mike is still having some issues. I'm not really quite sure what's going on here. Uh, we're going to throw it over to Logan. Uh, Logan Slater, what's going on, buddy? It's good to see you. 
I'm what the- doing well. Just finished up SmackDown. <laughs> pretty, pretty exhausting episode. I'm not gonna lie. It was a very emotionally draining episode. Is that correct? The United States Championship and WWE Championship in the main events. Oh wow. Okay, why? Hold on a second. Why does it sound like a bad episode of MacGyver in the background? It's like there's like like a ticking something going on here. It's like, what do we got here? here Shots outside. No, no, that was Liam Savage uh, typing. See my hands? See my hands? There they are. That's someone else typing then. Yeah. Always ready to blame me. Hey, Connie Chung, where's your hands at? Showing. First off, my hands are right here. Uh, I turned my head because I heard gunshots. What the <laughs> hell? I have no idea what's going on with your connection. Uh, let's, what the, let's throw it. Let's throw it to Logan. Logan, what is your take? So basically, uh, WWE is saying that blood and guts set the wrestling industry back thirty years. You are going to round out uh, round one and to see where everyone stands going into round two. So what's your take? Shellshot Network says Michael Bay has an erection. <laughs> Michael Bay? I, Big surprise. I, I can't believe it. By the way, you're allowed to interrupt me at any point in time, uh, Anton, when there's breaking news from Shellshock Nation that needs to be uh, repeated on the air. All right. Well, you posted the comment about him getting straight A's in your class for giving you blowies, so I didn't feel the need to interrupt anyone for that one. So. This is true. This is true. This is... Man, oh, it never man, stops. Fucking Moondog, Sorry. Logan, what what is your take about setting the wrestling business back 30 years with blood and guts? I don't think it did. We haven't seen a War Games type match that brutal in quite some time. It's great to relive a classic style match. It, re- it reminded me of the first board uh, games match back in WCW. I don't think it did. It just, you brought back a classic. Very nice. Uh, let's see here. So after I add in everyone's scores, let's see here. Carry the two. Let's see what, what we got. Are you, are you all ready to see? Are you all ready to see how round one ended everybody? No. Here we go. Round one. Here's your scores. Vince Russo comes in, clocking in at 13. The butt, very strong on his first, gets a 15. Oh. Anton, 18. Mike Unit hits 20. The Rit, 13. Logan, 11. Guys, do not. Do not go anywhere. We're going to allow you. We're going to step out right now for a small break so you can go ahead and get a refill on your beverage. Get yourself a sandwich. Get yourself a cup of potatoes. Cup of potatoes. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee, whatever you need. We're going to be right back. I like sugar. And Mike better not have a shirt on when we come back. All right, Mike? That's the deal. Uh, What the fuck did I miss? I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. shirt too sexy for my shirt so sexy it hurts 
Too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. Take it. Sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party. No way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the cowwalk. Yeah, on the cowwalk. On the cowwalk. Yeah, I do my little turn on the cowwalk. for my hat, too sexy for my hat, what do you think about that, Hogan? I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the cowwalk, yeah on the cowwalk, on the cowwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the cowwalk, slam jam jam, oh yeah, hey man. This is Front Room Material Live. My name is Mike Freeland. It is Tuesday night. As always, I'm sitting in for the guys. But joining me this week as the usual suspects, we have uh, the Rit himself. We have Anton. We have the Butt. We have Canadian Bacon's very own Liam Savage. We have Order Stop. Entertainment 2020. Ah, cup of potatoes, cup of coffee, whatever you need. Wearing the Kiss shirt. Looking good as always. Logan Slater. And the sexual man himself, Sexual Chocolate, the man who is soon to be stalking Connie Chung on her Twitter account, Mike Cook. Guys. Network said something about a, jerking, a quick jerk off in the corner when we went to commercial, and he's using IZ Hot as lube to spice it up and just. No! Fucking no, Murray. What? Fucking no, Moondog. Goddamn, dude. No. Once again. You were the who were you the originator of Goddammit Freeland? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. There needs to be a shirt. There needs to be a shirt that says that. Yeah, I, I another agree. one that won't sell. I agree. Let, I, no, I another would one that won't buy sell. That because I'm the sound bite for it. I would walk the shit out of that. Let's go ahead and let's jump to the uh, the chat first here. So little psychopath says it's good to see the butt back. Everybody, let's give a big clap for the butt's return. He butt is back, also one of back, our fellow Canadians back. that we fuck with with the Canadian bacon joke. Well, it's we're gonna get good to this. To be back. We're going to get to this Canadian bacon thing uh, completely, oh. but 
Uh, Jack the Game Lord says, did anyone else realize that JR has slowly yes. become more like his old self in the last few months? Excellent question. Uh, what's everyone's take on that? Do you feel like he's becoming more of the uh, JR of old? He's more comfortable. He's more pissed he's, off. Like, you know, because at first, you know, yeah. he's been reacclimating to a new company. He's kind of got to be on his best behavior. He's slowly getting used to what he can and can't do and working with the three-man booth that is Tony Schiavone and Excalibur as well as the revolving door of Don Callis and fucking you know Jericho and who else they may bring in on any given day so I think he's slowly just acclimating back to he who he used to be getting re-comfortable in the role figuring out what he can and can't do but you know JR is one of my favorite commentators because when I think of you know wrestling commentators my entire childhood and really life Jim Ross is that man you know, that's I, when I think of wrestling, I think of Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler as my commentators. Period. So I personally enjoy it. I know what? He just seems kind of pissed off, like, you know? Well, yeah, he just seems kind of pissed off lately. He's 70 something. He's well, the old there, man yeah. yelling at clouds sometimes, especially, you know, he doesn't like well, calling the 10 shots in the corner. He hates to El Tope Suicidas every fucking match. Some of it. I, it's He's, like you um, bitching about shit. It's you bitching about shit. He has your points a lot of the fucking time. Yeah. No, he's he, like, if anybody, if any of you have listened to his podcast, when he gets going, holy crap, it's great. It. Like, it's really entertaining. It's really Red entertaining, but he just, Red Ass JR, but he just, he's gotten to a point where he's just like, I don't give a shit. This is my last job. I don't care. And if he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't, he just, he says exactly what he thinks. And, I appreciate that. I know it's probably going against the narrative of, you know, you got to be a company guy and all that, but man, he just doesn't care anymore. It's great. But what's your take on this whole thing? Do you think JR is starting to come back to the JR of old? I think JR is losing it a bit, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Because every once in a while you hear him just ramble on like, oh, JR, you're either in one or you're getting the Alzheimer's. Like, and I don't say that in a mean way. He's no spring chicken. He's like, you know, 142 years old at this point. I mean, he's old as shit. So he, he's <laughs> slipping a bit. Did you, like, say he, so good. did you say he what? doesn't know his nose from a pile of chicken? Is that what you said? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the wine. His ass, I've had one glance. His ass from a hole in the ground, I don't know. I don't know what I said. I don't think. I just talked. Paul Loria says uh, he gives it meaning to me and tries to restore some sense of order. No, I said that to Paul Loria. I agree with Paul. Do some sense of damage control when the refs let them let the match go off the rails. To me, he's trying to restore some sense of order, make it make sense, etc. Right. The pieces back to as opposed to just letting it fucking go. But also, think about who used to be the agent for the majority of the shit he used to call. It's Pat Patterson, who would yeah. go, eh, at the pace. Fuck it, we'll fucking change the goddamn rules. Because, yeah, that should have been a count up. That should have been a DQ. That, that, that. Fuck those rules. You know? So... I love having Patterson's are amazing. Even if it's just for a little Perfect. bit, I love having the shit out of this man here. Thank you, Paul. 
Um, so just to let everybody know right now what our scores were before we went to the break, let's go ahead and throw them back up on the screen here. So uh, Vince Russo's got 13, the Butts got 15, Anton 18, Mike Unit coming in with 20, the Ritz 13, and Logan Slater 11. Um, Shell Shock says he loves to hear JR go off on his podcast. He goes, you know, the entire AEW roster are millennials, right? I am also technically a millennial. I am not a Gen Z person because I was born in 93. But he also made the comment that his uh, second book, the uh, Under the Black Hat, I guess, yes. is fantastic. I think we all should probably read that. That should be the next book club. Ah, uh, man, you, you guys are finish that first book first. You, you guys, you guys are keep pushing this book club thing. I tell you what. Um, let's let's jump into here. Let's jump into our next topic here. It'll give uh, some people some opportunity, to gain some more points, or give people a chance to extend their lead. Topic number two. AEW announces live dates for Dynamite. They're talking about going back to live crowds starting in July. We're going to start off with the Rit this time because he looks like he's comatose. Got to get him back going again. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing Wake over up, there, Rit? My Wake God. Up. You popping somas or something? Come on. Let's get with it here, pal. No, no. This is not sitting. playing on his phone this time. <laughs> <laughs> Rit, hey. what's your... Hey, I got important <laughs> business calls and business stuff dealing with here. Well, put it on the speaker. Let's go. Make a part of the podcast. No, no. Future, future guests. Future guests. Oh. So. Well, let us you, you, you always, you always got to work the lead. You always got to work the I'm lead. I'm already here. Fuck. What more do you want? You got it. You got <laughs> Well, I'm hoping you're going to be there Thursday, too. I'll be there with you, buddy. Okay. But, uh, AEW announces live dates for Dynamite. Uh, I think it's fantastic. They are jumping way, way ahead of WWE and getting their product out there to live events. WWE is not planning anything. I think their first uh, actual live show, they said it's going to be planning on SummerSlam, which that's way too far. That's the uh, end of I August. Really, end of August, yeah. So they're trying to jump a month ahead of time to try to get some ticket sales and uh, steal those uh, fans that, you know, that want to go to a live show and a great product and texas is open wide I, i'm not sure why they're waiting that long to for july uh when texas is already at full capacity with all sporting events my opinion is they should they should try to jump earlier to try to capitalize where you know we's sitting back and you know playing the caution game but i think tony khan is really really smart you know to, to announce those dates to try to get some uh, fan interaction and, and you know the hunger back or the hungry back into the yes. sport of professional wrestling. I like it. I like it. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to Logan. Logan, what's your take? AEW says they are going to be going live starting in July. Too late? Is it too early? Or do you think it's just about right? I'll agree with Ray. <laughs> It should be a bit further because there's so many big, uh, there's so many big cities in Texas mm -hmm. that they could capitalize on. I mean, San Antonio alone, the closest date they've announced is Austin, and I want to jump on that. I, I miss the live crowd, and I can't wait for it to start. What does nice. Stone Cold ever do to you? You want to jump on Austin? <laughs> Stomp a mud hole in you, walk a drive. No, 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 he wants to jump on it like Mike Cook wants to jump on Connie Chung. Speaking of that, <laughs> let's let's throw it to the sexy man. 
Sexy man. What do you got for us? AEW says they're going to go back to touring in July. What you got? What's your comments? What's your thoughts? Share it with me here. Bye. All right. Oh, great, great point. Great point. Whoa. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Hey, I don't I have no idea what's happening here. Oh, Mike's getting upset. Uh, so I got a friend who's actually a regular at the um, televised shows with AEW because um, he lives in the Florida area. Basically, the restrictions that AEW has are very similar to what New Japan Pro Wrestling does before the show. Okay. Everyone gets, everyone's got to show proof of either an updated vaccine or a travel, you know, test where, you know, updated COVID tests, um, tech checks, social distancing, you know, they've been able to maintain a crowd during the peak of the, um, pandemic so they're already capitalized on something that everyone except WWE has been doing and I think eventually Impact's going to have a crowd too but WWE is way behind way behind in the game and they're going to end up while they're trying to save money they're going to end up losing more money they're going to lose more revenue out of it Okay, I can respect that. Maybe maybe they're trying to be a little too cautious. I see what you're saying. Uh, let's go over to Liam Savage. What's your take on this? Do you think July is is just about right? Do you do you think you know what? Why are we waiting for July? Let's let's do something the first of June, or do you think well it's going to take a while to get these bookings made? Yeah, it takes a while to get everything set up, like rentals for the you know sta- well not stadiums but you know arenas all that. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion where. They should be opening up a lot more, like, you know, quicker. Um, just everybody in general, just entertainment in general, supporting events. Uh, July, I think, you know what? That's a really good move on Tony Khan's part. Um, I'll give him credit for that because it's like everybody's saying, like, okay, SummerSlam, that's in, what, August? And that's the next scheduled um, kind of, you know, the fan base that's going to be for WWE. So... If you're going one month earlier, Tony Khan gets the jump on that. People are going to go like, oh, hold on a second. I want to see live wrestling from a major promotion for a while. I can just go to see AW. And then that might get them a little bit more attention. Might make fans more uh, interested and involved in AW. And then that might take a little bit off of WWE. Uh, let's let's be honest. Like WWE is not going to matter if they have fans or don't. It's like they're still going to make their money. But if they want to get the, uh, the attention of the fans... It would be in their best interest to be holding probably every pay-per-view going forward with fans. I know they're not going to, but I think that would be the best thing for them at the moment. But the fact that Tony Khan's taking this approach really shows that he's uh, trying to get a good jump on it and, um, you know, just give fans what they want. So I, I appreciate it. I like that. Let's throw it to Christopher But Chris, what's your take on this thing? Do you think it's a... It's a good idea to start in July, or do you think, you know what, maybe let's try to go head-to-head in August with SummerSlam, or do you think, nah, I think this is a good schedule? Getting a head start financially could pan out amazing for them. Uh, I don't know about the diff- the different restrictions you guys have in the states, what state they're going to be putting events off in. Uh, it's a little bit different up here. Uh, Liam's in Ontario, same as myself. We're in lockdown still. Yep. Because of people in Toronto, like Liam. 
I'm not but in Toronto, but okay, whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah. Enough, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking so, about. It's fine. It's fine. But no, but depending on depending on how they, they run it with the vaccines and stuff, brilliant idea. Depends how it works with the vaccines and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm a firm believer in the vaccines need to roll up before we get things opened up too much. I know a lot of people disagree with that, and that's a okay with me. But depending on how they're doing, I know the states is doing way better than we are here in Canada, so that's an advantage you guys have. Financially, it could be a great idea just to get ahead of the game, get ahead of WWE. You know, maybe gain some new people. I mean, I for one would love to go see an event at this point. Uh, we're not going to get here for many months. I don't think it's really a bad idea. It just needs to be done safely. That right. would be my, my biggest thing. Done safely, but AEW can do fantastic with it. Right. No, I, I'm with you completely. Uh, let's go ahead and let's throw Let's throw it to the Rit. Let's throw it to the Rit. Ritz, your what's your take on this one? Because wow, remember, really? this is this is nut cutting time. This is the round where somebody has to go. Well, I, Freeland, I guarantee. Uh, I no, guarantee, Freeland, that this is going to have to be me going because you you must not pay attention to my point at all because I was the first one that went. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, you know what? My mistake. Technical difficulties. Wow. Freeland, you're cut off. No more buzz oh, balls for Freeland. You know what? We're going to... Th- Who hasn't gone yet, damn it? Let's go to Anton. Anton, what's your take on this one? So, I really love the idea. Both A is a musician, B is a wrestling fan. I love the idea, but also... Just like WWE did with WCW, they've had some of these venue contracts so long. They have the ins, they know who runs them, etc. Would you really not be surprised if Vince McMahon pulls it out of his ass to fucking get them on the road in June? That's something I've been thinking about heavily. You know, you know, they have the contract with Barclays, they have the contract with you know Madison Square Garden. Still, even if they don't really publicize it, they always have first dibs on that. Texas doesn't give a fuck. Florida is slowly not giving a fuck. I agree with Butt's comment on the vaccine thing, but Canada is a you know, different country than we are. Our people are slowly not giving a shit. You know, it just kind of is what it is. Um, I'm excited. I really am. I've yet to go see an AEW show. I debated it when they were in Nashville a couple years ago when they first started. I just couldn't work it out, but it is something I'm very excited to go see when I can because it's got that old school wrestling vibe. Like the wrestling I grew up on as a kid, just like going to see ICP's wrestling at the gathering. It just it's just mm-hmm. a certain fucking vibe, man. I like that shit. And to me, it's it is the alternative. It's the wrestling fan for the lapsed wrestling fan who actually misses wrestling, where you know the promos are real, you know, the match isn't 90% predetermined backstage, and then an Asian is getting chewed out for them not hitting certain spots or changing on the fly, like the Sabu. So just, yeah, and, you know, callbacks, callbacks. I'm here weekly. What do you expect? <laughs> so, but uh, it just—it's one of those things, man. So, I wouldn't put it past WWE, but also they're getting paid either way. Their revenue is so high with these record, you know, with these TV deals and etc. They don't have to do anything if they don't want to. You know, that's 
90% of it. They get to do what they want to, even though they're a publicly traded company, while AEW is private and they, you know, it's more up to the discretion of Tony Khan. And I like their idea with the bubbles and the fact that, you know, you have to have people in the bubble and you can't resell the tickets and shit. I think that's a pretty good way to do it. I think they could take that idea and run it cross country while we still have to deal with this bullshit. So it just, you know, it's just one of those things. Also, to explain something real quick to Jack the Game Lord. So uh, Matt Hardy loved the broken gimmick. And with the lack of fans, that's a gimmick that has to have fans. So he's reverted back to his ROH Big Money Matt gimmick and just trying to do things to not be still. And that's also why he's going to war with Jim Cornette. These are things we discussed on last week's show, but you said you don't get on Twitter much. So just a quick rundown as to how and why. Again, callback, trying to help our people in the chat know what's up and to some of these things. So, And these are points that I also made last week that helped me win around the horn for the first time so this, this is true <laughs> so with that being said every, everybody's got ahead everyone's had a chance in round two to say their piece on the topic it is time officially to release the scores let's find out who is staying and who is going in three two one russo 19 butts got 20 mike units got 20 anton coming in with 26 ritz got 50 and Logan's got 17. So Logan Bye makes Rit. the cut, but unfortunately, it is all about the Rit. Rit, I'm going to give you one minute. I, I want you to tell everybody what you have to say before you get a bumped. Well, Freeland, no wonder I only gained two points because you didn't pay attention to anything I said and I was the first one. But it's okay. Sit there and watch me uh, every Thursday, Call to Beardo with me, uh, Renegade, and my new good friend, The Butt. He's coming back. And we'll see if Freeland uh, can join us. In. So, there we go. All right. Well, that is, <laughs> Bye. that is officially going to get you bumped. So, he'll be back. He'll be back, but not right this second. Let's go back to everybody here on the panel. If I can get this back here. Here we go. Who's ready for round three? I'm ready for round three. Who's ready for nope. an exciting next comment? Here we go. Nope. Boom. MJF comments about his contract expiring after his initial AEW one is done. Now, for all of you who are not familiar with this situation, uh, he was recently interviewed in a podcast and he was asked about what would his uh, goal be to do in wrestling after his AEW contract expires. And he decided that, you know what? I'm a businessman and I'm going to do what's best for my business. So the question I'm going to pose to the panel is, after it's all over, does MJF stay or does MJF go? Depends on the money. What do you think will happen? Let's first throw it to the butt. What's your take on this and MJF? He stays. There's no way if he goes to WWE, they're not gonna let him get away with the stuff he gets away with now. He's a fantastic on the mic. He's dynamite. He can wrestle. He's no bum by no stretch of the imagination. He's gonna stay. Tony Khan's gonna make sure he's well looked after. He's gonna make some cash. And with AEW contracts, now correct me if I'm wrong, they can wrestle elsewhere. So you know if he wanted to do a, a shot over in. Japan, somewhere, something like that, to you know, stack on a little extra cash. He can. I will be shocked if he leaves. If he does, and I get that he wants to make money, 
in WWE. If he does that, it'll be, in my opinion, the wrong move. They'll get buried. They'll screw him over. He's not going to get away with the shit he does now. It'll be a bad idea. I think he stays in AEW. Tony Khan makes sure he's well looked after. I like it. We're going to throw it over to Mike Cook. Mike Cook, what's your take on this one? After the contract uh, expires, what happens to MJF? Well, like you say, he's a businessman. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to WWE for the simple fact that a lot of people don't remember he was on Tough Enough. He was on the last Tough Enough. And not just that, he's been, you know, security numerous times on WWE. So I think he's he's pretty much going to do what guys like Bobby Roode and AJ Styles did. They get on one platform and once they grow a buzz, he's probably going to see what WWE is going to do to see how much he's worth. If he doesn't go to WWE, he's going to want to see if AEW can top what WWE can offer him. I strongly can see that happening. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if MJF makes an attempt to go to WWE. I don't see them having him go to NXT. I could see them literally having him go straight to the main roster and probably be in a big position. That's a possibility because that's what originally they were trying to do for Kenny and the Young Bucks originally, supposedly. So it's like only it. a matter of time can tell, you know. No, I like it. I like your take on that one. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Anton. Anton, let me ask you your your opinion on this. So MJF, does he stay? Does he go? What happens after his initial AEW contract expires? And by the way, uh, are you that close to the sun? Because it seems uh, no, like I there's like I have a ring light. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. No, it's to help with production. Try to help with the production damage. I love it. So, You're beautiful. And man. I use it. I was using it for the Buzz Ball commercial and shit. That's why I got it. I need to still finish that. But besides the point, they fucked me up too bad that one day. What commercial? Uh, yeah, I started a Buzz Ball commercial like two months ago and have yet to fucking get around to finishing it because I drank them on the air on the Eric Redbeard show and got super fucked up. So, <laughs> but uh, I still gotta get some. We need to figure out how to get you and Liam both a care package. If anyone wants to help me yes. on that, we can do this. We do. I agree. Liam. Because I just don't want to Excuse me. the cost for all this myself. Excuse okay. me? So, I don't mind pitching in. All right. So we can get this worked out. We'll come yes. back to that. But uh, so on MJF, it's kind of like the old school Dudley Boys thing where, you know, they were the epitome of hills when they came in, didn't sign autographs, you know, when they first came in, didn't have entrance music, etc they would kill him and with having people like you know ftr in his corner who can tell him hey yo you know people with your size or go there to die you know you have a, such a great gimmick the ability to cut promos etc they'll take all of that away from you you know i think moxley and jericho will also tell him the same thing every bit of that creativity and freedom you enjoy here that you love gone fucking gone so I think he could use it as a money ploy and a negotiation tactic like Hogan and Flair used to do with WCW when they would publicly announce, hey, we're talking with Vince just to up that money offer. Could see that, could see that entirely. But I also think Tony Khan would be fair to the man knowing that, hey, we've put you on since the beginning and you've helped to build our shit and we've helped build you. So here's more money. And it's just one of those weird things i think if he's smart he'll weigh the money option but he will also stay where he is at because 
it'll help them get further in the long run, especially with the freedom to work, you know, Japan or the Indies or whatever the fuck he wants. It's just one of those things. No, so. I think you're 100% right. I like that. I like your take on that. Uh, let's throw it over to Logan Slater. Logan, uh, the MJF situation. What's your take? Where does he go? What happens once his initial contract expires? I'm going to go with the fact that he still has a long career ahead of him. He's still in his 20s. But I like what he said when he said he's a businessman. He's going to listen to every single offer, whether it's you know whether it's new japan strictly or wwe or he's gonna listen to tony khan whatnot he is he is very comfortable right now in aew definitely is i like his work he's a very very good heel and it he was a good heel in mlw as well so let's he might pull the whole i might stay with aew for a bit and then when his career maybe closes, when it comes to an end, he might go to WWE and pull the Styles, Bobby Roode thing and just ride it out. I like that. I like that a lot. I think at the end of the day, you know, make your money, make a name for yourself. And then when the time comes, you know, one last hoorah, maybe what you call the farewell tour, your final contract, then you go ahead and you make a jump and you see what's out there. And I love the example you made to AJ Styles and Bobby Roode. I think that makes a ton of sense. And let's also not forget, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember his name here. Lance Storm was also trying to do, not Lance Storm, um, oh my gosh, the TNA Storm. Um, James, James, James. James Storm was trying, thank you. James Storm was trying to do that very same thing. And unfortunately, it just didn't seem to work out. Uh, we did find out through James Storm that it really boiled down to Triple H wanted him, but it was money. And, you know, he has to take care of his family, and the money just, just didn't quite work out. So I get that completely. Uh, let's throw it over to Liam. Uh, what is your take on – did you already give your take? No. Let's get your take on this. Um, as far as the whole decision, whether or not – MJF either stays with AEW after his contract is up or whether he goes somewhere else. What's your take on that? Um, I don't think it's so much where he goes. It's just, it's kind of going to be the bidding war, where, what his market value is. Um, okay, so let's look at it. Say say there's another three years on his contract. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, let's say after that three years, he's already been world champion like once or twice or three times. Um, that's just going to up his value. Let's not also forget that he lives kayfabe uh, better than any wrestler I've seen these days. Maybe Brock Lesnar, but hes I think he's even above Brock Lesnar as far as kayfabe goes. He lives his gimmick. And if anybody thinks that he couldn't go to WWE and then call his own shots, I think they got another thing coming. Uh, as far as Vince McMahon goes, he sees certain people. It's not a lot of people, but certain people he will give more leniency to now with the way mjf is he's incredible at his promos if anybody thinks he can't do the same promos in ww just tone down they got another thing coming because the guy is a wordsmith he knows exactly what he's doing he knows how to do it so let's look at the facts he could go to wwe build himself even more of a name and yeah he might be toned down and uh he might not be maybe at the very top of the card but 
he's made himself enough of a name where I think he's given himself enough of a leash for Vince to say, okay, you know what? He knows what he's doing. Let's let him go do it. And then, you know what? Who's to say if like, AEW is still around that he couldn't just go back and make a big return? This guy is uh, this guy's one of the biggest shining stars out there right now. And if they don't, if AEW doesn't try to lock him back up for another deal, then that's stupid on them. But it's it's not to say that um, MJF isn't trying to just stir the pot right now and say, hey, you know, I could go anywhere. You know, I could go to Japan. I could go to Mexico. I could go to WWE. He can do anything he wants. He 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 doesn't have to worry about like quitting and then not being able to find a job. He'll have a job. It's just a matter of who he goes with. But if anybody thinks that he won't have the pull to be able to write something into his contract where he has a bit of creative freedom, you guys have got another thing coming. I like it. I like it. Christopher Butt, did we get your take on this yet, buddy? Yes, we did. We got your take. Mike World Order. Yep, you already did. Who is left in this round who's not gotten a chance to speak? I think everybody got it. I think everybody got a chance to speak. So here's what we're going to do. It's time to release the scores. Are you ready for this? All right. No. Scores coming up. Let's see who's going to move on and who is not in three, two, one. Boom. Here's the updated scores after round two. Vince Russo coming in with 26. The butt with 20. Anton with 35. Mike unit with 28 and Logan with 22. Unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to someone, and that person we're going to say goodbye to, just temporarily, not for the entire show, is going to be the Bud himself. So, Bud, give us your take. Give us uh, 60 seconds of your thoughts. Can and, I uh, real quick? Uh-oh, Can hold it, hold it. Do we have a, a breaking news with uh, with Shellshock Nation? No, but I'm a free pass for coming in late last week. Can we give Mr. Bud a free pass just because he hasn't been here actively in weeks? Can we just, like, give him a bypass to the next round? Nope. Because I just enjoy his two cents really <laughs> Let, let's do this let's do this we're gonna we're gonna take a vote right now if everybody would like to give him a pass for this round raise your hand i will raise my hand anyone else want to raise her you bastards you better raise your damn hands or right, rule the rules but you're not gonna fucking help your own case uh, oh, but we're but we're gonna bring you back but knows what he's doing Glass is empty i'm good all right go. fuck it but we'll be coming <laughs> back but will be coming back a little bit later in the program after the game is over. But, but I'm going to give you 60 seconds. What do you have to say, guys? Well, I have a whole lot to say. Happy to be back. Good to see you, Misfits, again, except for Liam. He's like oh, a dollar store Canadian. But that's okay. What I'm the not. fuck don't is worry this? About it. Well, it's com- all good, gentlemen. Coming up, and don't go, don't go anywhere, but because we're going to be making a big discussion here. You're going to have to help us out. Is it bacon or is it ham? Uh, we're all going to He doesn't get a say. He doesn't get a say. He gets a say. He does get a say on it. So right now, wave by We will bring you back. (laughs) Thank you. All right, guys. So so that is the end of round two. Don't go anywhere. We are going to step out for, once again, just a small break. But when we come back, it's going to be round three. And you know what it's going to be? Chelsea Green wants to pose for Playboy. I'm going to ask the panel what their thoughts are. It is going to get... Really, really oh. interesting. Don't go anywhere. Oh. A little I'm too sexy, and we'll oh. be right back. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me.
my shirt. So sexy, it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan. Take it. sexy for your party too sexy for your party no way i am disco dancing i'm a model you know what i mean and i do my little turn on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk on the catwalk yeah i do my little back it is front row material it is tuesday night it is the place to be here online i am mike freeland sitting in for the boys again uh but we got a we got a stellar lineup for the rest of the show and we got some big guests that are going to be coming up on front row material in the coming weeks also before we go off the air tonight i am going to make a major announcement about what is happening with the future of front row material so stay tuned for that as well now before i go any further i do want to do something that uh, it's just important to me because so many people have helped me out over the years. I want to make sure that I can pay it forward as well. So the first thing I want to do is, there's a great podcast out there. It is called the Shining Wizards Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and throw their shirt up here. These guys have been tremendous. Go ahead and find them on Twitter. Go ahead and download their podcast. It comes out each and every week. Uh, buy their merchandise. They have great contests as well. You can compete in to win fabulous prizes. Uh, So definitely Shining Wizards podcast. Great, great show. Definitely check them out. I 100% endorse them. And also, if you'd like to get yourself another type of shirt, you can get yourself one of these. One of these. You see these? You want to be part of the the black and red? It is the Mike World Order official merchandise for Mike's podcast. We're going to get him to share all the details about where you can listen to his show. And I'm going to give you the link where you can find his merchandise as well. And he's going to tell you where his show drops. 
Now, something else before we get to round three. Um, those of you who have followed the show do realize that I am, am on this quest and I'm trying to find as many AEW action figures as I can. <laughs> now, the Boog, the Boog has helped me out immensely. Hey, hush, I will block you. You hear me? Probably. I will block you in any Connie Chung reference from here on out. What? All right, let me finish the promo. Savage. <laughs> this, this right here is my pack action figure. Uh, AEW, thank you to Boog for helping me out with that. And I also ended up getting an orange Cassidy AEW action figure. So I have two of these, and I'd like to thank Boog, who is out in Tucson, Arizona, who made this happen for me. However... My area Walmarts within a 50-mile radius does not have these. So, yes, I am going to say this now. If you have a Walmart that's in your range, please DM me. I will help you if you can somehow get me these action figures and we'll come up with some reasonable price for compensation as well. Uh, but if you just want to donate them to me as well, I'm okay with that too. Once again, I'm not against any of that. But once again, I've got two looking for more. Uh, I've been talking with the local, uh, I guess – I don't even know what you call it, manager of the toy department at our Walmart. And uh, <laughs> he keeps telling me, he's like, the truck comes in on Tuesday. And that's all I can tell you. The truck come in Tuesday. And I've been there so many damn times on Tuesday. And that's support shit. It's, it's, it's not happening. What kind of so accent I, is that, Freeland? I have no idea. I, I don't I, think I, it's... I know. I don't either. Peach iced tea. Peach iced tea. Yeah, what do you want? Snapple iced tea. Peach iced tea. Blueberry iced tea. Yes. So anyway, that guy that. that guy doesn't know what the hell's going on. So he doesn't know what's oh. happening in the toy department. But anyway. Fuck him. Well, I'd, I'd actually rather not. Uh, right in the fucking ear. Right. In I don't ear. know if he's fully vaxxed. But I am. Well, uh, uh, the next topic we're going to be coming up to is, oh, this is a lovely one. Oh. Boom. Chelsea Green yes. says she wants to model for Playboy. I cannot wait. We are down to the Fab Five. How many people... Uh, actually, the four. I'm, I'm part of the five, but I don't participate. So we're down to four. Uh, I'm going to go first to Logan Slater because I can't count. Logan, what is your take <laughs> on Chelsea Green saying that she would like to model for Playboy? Do you buy this or do you think that this is just another publicity stunt? If she wants to. <laughs> um, and she's a very beautiful woman. And yes. she could definitely make the centerfold for any sort of magazine, whether it's Playboy, Hustler, whatever you want. Hustler? I mean, why not? Yeah. And, I mean, she's not tied to WWE anymore. She can, she has to support her family as well. So it's up to her what she wants to do. So you're saying that you would, oh, let me ask you this question. Would uh, Mrs. Order Entertain uh, allow you to buy a, uh, a, a Playboy? If it had Chelsea Green on it, I hope she. Hopefully, she doesn't listen back on this. What doesn't know won't hurt her. This is Jay. This is good. This is mm -hmm. good. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Uh, let's go over to Anton. Anton, what's your take here? Chelsea Green, a very attractive young lady, um, and and that's the phrase you use when you get to my age. Um, what what do you think about this? We have some updates from Shellshock Network real quick. Shellshock Network. <laughs> he says, have sex with the man, Mr. Freeland, in order to get your toys. Wow. He says, about to see five erections on Twitch, best night ever. And C, shows uh, her man meat spread on OnlyFans. Holy and fuck. also says, give me Chelsea Green and Chelsea Green and some Avino and I'll choke Whitey. 
Boog what also says Pornhub would be better, just saying. So. Oh! What is going on with the, the gallery what tonight? What? Yeah. So, on the okay. note of all this, y'all realize when Hugh Hefner died, they actually took nudity out of Playboy. It's basically Sports Illustrated, right? Well, I did believe they brought nudity back, though. Oh, did they? Thank See, God. I'm unaware of that. The last account I had was they took, once Hugh Hefner died, they took out nudity. So, if. I, I if believe they brought it back. back. I am all for this. I also want to stab mm. Eric Bischoff just like Conrad does for keeping Stacy Keebler out of Playboy. He needs to be shanked. So, um, yes. I, I will totally buy this. My girlfriend would also be okay with me buying this because she would probably also want to see the shit. Um, it just reminds me of my childhood. Like, I remember wrestlers, <laughs> you know, female wrestlers in Playboy and telling my mom as a, you know, first and second grader, I need China's Playboy. And that my parents would have fucked up enough oblige this just because they taught me the difference between right and wrong fiction and reality you know so, I'm so wait a minute wait a minute hold on i gotta ask a question here your parents were, were cool did they they did were they one that purchased you the playboy oh uh, my sister's father who raised me did he purchased me one at one point he held possession of it because obviously can't give a minor possession of pornography but he did correct purchase it let me see it and then when china was in one of them my mom's trucker boyfriend or train railroad conductor boyfriend i don't remember at the time bought it for me and also held possession of it for again can't give a minor pornography correct well you're gonna see this one day either way let's you know let's explain to you you know some shit so my mom's a hippie my mom was very open and honest all of life with me that's why you know i'm so open and honest about some of the shit that i do my parents didn't hide drug use and etc from me my mom explained to me when people went to prison this and that so it's just one of those things. That's why I'm so honest and don't give a shit. <laughs> but um, I think it gave me a very real perspective on the world to be real honest. Sure. But uh, I'm, I'm completely okay with this. You know, it's nothing worse than what you would see at a fucking bikini beach sometimes. You know, I've True. heard Bischoff say that on his con you know podcast with Conrad several times of, you know, bra and panties matches weren't any worse than anything you would see at a beach. So I'm going to agree with this. I'm okay with it. I'd like to see it. You know, I'm a man. Fuck it. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I I like your take on that one. You definitely explained yourself completely. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to uh, Mr. Savage. Uh, what is your? T I hope that's not part of your response to this. Um, what is your <laughs> uh, thoughts? Who knows? I don't. You're saying it, not me. What is your <laughs> thoughts about this? Do you think this day and age it's a good idea? Do you think that it helps build your brand if you're a wrestler, or do you feel like, you know what? I think the window is passed for Playboy being a um pop culture type of magazine uh yeah like playboy i mean it's kind of passe right like i had a subscription in like 2000 i think uh, no, i thought I that's i thought that one started in 1999 no, it didn't. no fuck you anyways <laughs> i got i got the subscription then it was it was a good magazine then uh but it was a magazine then now i don't know what it is um so if you're saying the nudity's back I am completely for this. She is a beautiful young lady. Uh, like you said, it's like we have to get to a certain point and say beautiful young lady. That's the way it goes. Um, okay, fuck it. She's a fucking smoke show and I don't care who knows it. So <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. I've had a crush on her for ages now. Um, but you know what? If if it makes if it makes her get her stock up there just a little bit more, I mean, yes. fuck it. Who cares? It's... I mean, the only problem is it's cancel culture. So, you know, there's going to be some, some, you know, church going dipsticks that, you know, are like, oh my God, that's, 
that's bad. You can't do that. And it's going to be a whole problem. But then there's going to be a lot of horny 20-year-olds that are going to be flipping out and going, wow, that's great stuff. Keep going. Do what you want to do. Um, in this day and age, she could absolutely do, say, an OnlyFans, and it would be completely fine, you know? Uh, I'm not saying I'd have a problem with that either. However, I think doing this would raise her stock just a little bit. Uh, Playboy is not, you know, it's it's not really up there in a lot of people's estimations right now, especially with the internet and everything. But you know what? Um, if she goes for it, I think that would be great. She has no restraints on her right now with WWE. And you know what? Just based on the interviews I've heard with her and her podcast, which I just started listening to, which is actually pretty in- interesting. She's a free spirit and she's pretty cool, pretty out there. Um, but she's very relaxed and she doesn't seem to care. She's like, you know what? I'm going to try something. And then once that thing's done, I'm going to go to the next thing because she always wants to improve. This would just show another side of her. And then once she is done with this, she can go on to something else. I say a hundred percent go for it because I absolutely love her, love her. And I will steal her from Matt Cardona. I don't care if he's listening done. All right. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for your take on that one. I'm going to now. You're welcome. The... <laughs> I'm now going to throw the floor to uh, to Mike Unit. Uh, if, he can, if he can get his composure ready, because I know he's been waiting for this topic for a while. Here we go, Mike. Let's debate. Let's go. Someone Come said on. something about pegging shell shock network, China pegging shell shock network, and he said, what "Oh, the? more than for it." But uh, that's necrophilia. That's extreme. Holy Whoa. shit! Whoa. I'm gonna let Anton also decide whether or not he wants to read these if he thinks that this is gonna I be mean, a yes and yeah. No. It might not be like, the best some idea. Of them, some of them I've let slide, and then others I'm just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna roll with it. Let's just put it out here." And but what you know, Mr. Moon Dog Murray is open and honest about his uh love of Polly and being a Polly person, so fuck it. I'm, I don't feel like I'm putting him on blast. I'm just sharing his love. And nah, Boog, no buzz balls. I've just been drinking Crown and enjoying my evening. Not buzz and, balls hey. yet, but after Mike gives his thing, I'm actually yeah, going to drink this entire thing. And, uh, oh, He's sharing his Mike love with everybody, instantly though. instantly go to Sicker Than Queso and Hot Sauce and Raquel Gonzalez, so let's roll with it. All right, it's Mike. Uh, Mike World oh, Order. Boy. Mike, it's your take. What do you think? Uh-oh. <laughs> would you buy the magazine? And not, the, the answer is... Not would you buy it, but how many copies? <laughs> Make it good, Mike. Make it good. Give so, me so, um, you know, originally I was going to say for someone who's not thick like pancake batter. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Hold up, hold up. Just, just let sh- listen. All right. You're, you're being like half my exes, all mouth and I'm no sorry. <laughs> Passionate. So... After doing my own personal researching, okay. <laughs> she's thick. She's thick like my mom's homemade biscuits. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my man right there. Yes. So there we go. We just took the right photos. Like I said, I had to do my own research for her to uh, finally catch my attention and. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all just didn't show me the right photos. That's all. That's not your Mike, fault. Mike, did I not show you the right ones? No. Oh, oh fuck. I believe I believe in the in the uh, the group chat. I I shared some photos that were very Uh-oh. flattering. That should Y'all have been pay. enough. And, and then Y'all all of a sudden you start going off on Maury Povich oh. and how you want to beat gotta, him up. And you got to pay attention to to her Instagram. Like, oh, I did. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. Like, Many times. Uh, between her and Scarlet and, you know, yeah. Yes. I would, man, I would buy copies. I would buy you guys. Oh. I would buy his best friend a copy. I oh. would buy, you know, my goodness, like, y'all can say, now, mind you, I'm not, uh, what's the word that I can think of, enamored about her, like, engorged. But, uh, <laughs> engorged. Is that the word we're looking for? Engorged right now? I was going to say enamored, but. Enamored? Uh, okay. A more of, of a not. nice way of saying obsessive, but, uh, in love. Uh, uh trash bag treatment um wow but, uh, wow trash what bag treatment fuck? i mean yeah i would uh i would yeah most definitely and uh i like many things i would ruin your chances and freelance chances of like any of you guys making a pass i would pretty much would block you guys so oh. she can be the one that can feel the thunder what if I have a cyclone? First, you mean? Off, hold on, a cyclone. That's a that's one of those new vacuums, right? Yeah, sure. First yeah. Off, first off, you can be all the cyclones you want. But let's yes. be honest. She would never say no to sexual chocolate, Mike Unit. Until I show up. Yeah, I get it. Hold it until I show up. Hold on a second. I, I want to do something really quick here, Mike. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look right in the camera. Okay, look oh, no. right in the camera. I want you to take your shirt off and I want you to cut, <laughs> hold it. I want you to cut a promo, yes. cut a promo for Chelsea Green to go ahead and pose for Playboy. She's right there on the fence. Oh. You, are the, you are the one that she's asking, do I do it or do I not? You ready? Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to oh, gather no, your thoughts a, here. That's not enough. 10 seconds is not enough. Give him 30. Just, I'm not like you. I can't do 10 seconds. Oh, so what's it gonna take? You gotta, you gotta give me a, you gotta give me a small segment. I All right, need, fine. You know what? We'll come one minute. We'll come back. He's gonna give you twelve. He'll no, give you 12 yeah, I can do this right now. Look, while I no, see my body, you have to take your shirt pump. off. That's the whole thing. You have to get while half my body naked to still do this. got the pump from the gym because I was like really hitting it hard in the gym today. You can't just expect me just take off. You got to make the mood right, and by getting the mood right, oh no, I mean. Oh, no. No, Somebody no, put no. on some Barry White, then the mood will be right. This is true. Oh, I like this. It's a good this point. Is true. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Ask me, you shall receive. Oh, no. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting horny now. Fuck. <laughs> Chelsea Green listening. Chelsea Green, if you're out there listening. Here's the thing Anton doesn't drink, but ever since he started this show, he's like, I got it. God, I can't take this. Oh, fuck. There well, he goes. Yeah. If Mikey Whipwreck's not on here, someone's got to drink. And in moderation, it's oh. fine. I'm just not trying. My father drinks beer I would give every day, all day when he's not for drinking. Her to and I don't really you know like beer. I like whiskey. But <laughs> just so, so in moderation, I can make sure she Hold on a second. Mike Unit. Mike yeah. Unit. Let's get the camera back on you. Start oh, start no. back from the beginning again. Ready? In three, oh, no. two, one, go. Hold up. <laughs> he turned it off. You got to start from the beginning, girl. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, I know this wouldn't be hard for you to happen, but you know, if you end up doing Playboy, I make sure I be your number one fan to buy an order. Wow. Hopefully, if you do a second one, I can be part of it. I can just be the guy in the background rubbing your feet while you pose, butt naked. Wow. While poor Liam Savage is at home crying, whacking off to it. Because Talk he wishes he was me. Because I'm sexual chocolate. Might give it. So I can make sure she get my unit. Wow. Yeah. Chelsea Green, if you're out there listening. Francine is still my main boo. Raquel Gonzalez is my mistress. But I'll give it all to you. So you can be my hot Canadian wife. So I'll let you know that. Hashtag hot Canadian wife t-shirt coming soon to the Mike World Order brand. Hot Which Canadian. You can find right now at tinyurl.com slash MWO merch. And while I'm giving my traps and my shoulders a good pump, I just want to let you know I'm full of that sexual chocolate. Wow. Yeah. The only wow. thing missing was baby oil. Yeah, there wasn't any. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got that in the back if you want me to take three. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Lord. This is what you missed out on, Freeland. That's why we got a divorce and I went with Connie Chung. You were busy working and not loving. You missed out on it, man. I'm leaving all of that alone. Just saying. Shell shock. Moondog Murray, where's your comments for this? I know you have one. Come on. That's because Moon, Moondog probably fainted. You know? Possibly. Fuck, oh possibly. We're being real, possibly. All right, let's 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 throw it to the scores here. Oh my God, let's throw it to the scores. Let's find out who did what on this round, and uh, let's see who is going and who is leaving. Are you ready? In three, two, one. Here are the scores. Russo, 35. Anton, 40. Mike Logan, 35. Logan, so close. So close, but only 30. I should have been um, in the lead off of that answer. I, I, you should have gotten what? I should have been in the lead from that answer, my answer. Well, well there's still time. Logan, tell us. <laughs> hold it. The floor is Logan's. Logan, tell us what your thoughts are before uh, before you leave our game, but before we bring you back. There are no thoughts on why I have the lowest score. There are no words to describe this atrocity. I'm truly disappointed. It's sad, actually, because, I mean, so many people love Order Entertain 2020, and the fact that you you just came up just short, you know what I mean? But there's always next week, my friend. Yes, there is. Everybody, go ahead and wave to Logan till the end of the show before he comes back. Yay, Logan. All right. He unfortunately has to get the bump. We're down to the final two. We're going to be moving on to our final topic. What's going on? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Final three. Liam Savage is still in here. Where did Uh, you go? Where did you go? I thought we were only down to two. I dropped my phone because I was so upset with what Mike was saying and trying to take my girl away from me. Not trying. I did. 
Wow. Fuck that. You know what? I don't have to show all the fucking pomp and circumstance. She'll just come over to me and go like, you know what? You're you're just confident enough. I can just take you. It's fine. Really, I'm not really quite sure what this means, but I blew a hole in my sock. And you know what? We're just going to leave it at what I blew a hole in fuck? my sock. It does not require any more level of interpretation. Uh, oh. His dick oh. became a fire hose. What oh, the fuck is God. up with Mike right now? What's going on here? It's a Moondog comment. It's a show. No, comment. what's up with Mike? He's no, you showing did, his you... pit. Oh. <laughs> what he's are you make, doing? He's, he's making his pecs jump. Oh, See, now I, Anton's showing his tit. Great. It's a big fucking tit party. At least mine are pecs jump. Because once Chelsea oh. Green sees that, it's a done deal for you, man. As soon as yeah, she'll be like, done deal. I'm going with Liam. I get it. Yeah, I know. No, I know. All I'm going to say, this is, hold on a second. This is, this is, this might win quote of the night. I don't want to step into Moondog's house because I'll get stuck on the floor and we'll be able to look. <laughs> 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 oh quote of the night right there. Done. Night ECW fan for the win. ECW fan. Perfect. Amazing. Love it. Oh, my God. All right, guys. We're going to step out for yet another break. Don't go anywhere. Get yourself another sandwich. Get yourself something to drink. When we come back, our next oh. topic, our next topic is going to be Becky Lynch. I want to find out what your thoughts are. Becky Lynch just reportedly signed a new WWE contract. Are you in favor of this? Are you not in favor of this? And will she be the face of the women's division? Or is that place already been taken by Alexa Bliss since she's been widely popular with the fiend gimmick don't go anywhere think about your thoughts and uh start getting your ideas together we'll be right back with more front row material i'm too sexy for my love too sexy for my love love's going to leave me shirt too sexy for my shirt so sexy it hurts and I'm too sexy for Milan too sexy for Milan New York and Japan take it and I'm too sexy for your party too sexy for your party no way I am disco dancing I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the cowwalk, yeah, on the cowwalk, on the cowwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the cowwalk.
was that any good? Oh my god. Welcome back to the program. This is Tuesday night. That means it is front row material evening. My name is Mike Freeland. I am joined by the usual suspects joining us this week are Logan Slater, Liam, aka Vince Russo, the butt. Nope. Uh, <laughs> hide my dick, Mike Cook, and the Rit. Uh, so many different things that are happening in wrestling, and we have been going over the last six-pack of questions, and we have one more topic to determine who is going to move on to the final round and who is going to eventually become the champion again of this week. So, so many things. Let's go ahead and let's bring the crew back on in here. As you can see what the scores are right now, we got three guys left, one topic to go. So, the last topic is going to be this. Becky Lynch signs a new WWE contract. Now, that's allegedly that Becky Lynch has signed a new contract. Um, what does this mean for women's wrestling in WWE? Things have obviously changed dramatically in the year that she has been gone. If you remember back on Monday Night Raw when she announced her pregnancy, she went ahead and actually gifted the title to Asuka, which many wrestling fans felt that was kind of controversial uh, to just hand a title over to somebody. Uh, but we did see that when Eric Bischoff originally gave the World Heavyweight Championship to Triple H many years ago. But nowadays, it's probably uh, frowned upon. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans like to see the championship won in the ring and not something that's just gifted to someone. So with that being said, uh, let's first throw it over to Mike Unit. I want to know what Mike's take is. Do you think that when Becky Lynch returns, she will be the face of the women's division without a shadow of a doubt? Or do you think, well... A lot of time's gone by. Maybe things have kind of changed. Um, I don't think they're going to immediately push her in to the main event position for the women's division, that is. Um, I mean, she left when she was still red hot. So, you know, I get it. And from what I've heard about that contract, supposedly Becky Lynch is supposed to make $1 million dollars a year guaranteed in that contract so i get it she earned her dues she was pretty much compared to sasha and charlotte at one point like the bottom of the barrel in terms of you know getting a push and when we finally got you know the becky mania you know some would say kind of got tired after a while being champion for a whole year um it was smart that she left. I mean, yeah, pregnancy, we get it. But I think she left at perfect timing because, you know, that flame was starting to go down a bit. So for her to come back, I think she's going to pretty much have to once again build herself up to hold her ground again. Because while she was gone, everybody stepped their game up and then some. So I could see... Uh, Becky going to have to work to earn her spot because last year we had people like Asuka and we had, you know, Mandy Rose. We had Nia Jax. Now we got new, fresh people on the roster. You know, we got Bianca Belair. We got a strong version of Lana. And I'm only saying strong compared to how she was booked the past few years. She went from being like a cowardly role to where now some of us can take Lana seriously. Then we got Rhea Ripley. 
So there's so many possibilities that Becky can do. However, because she's married to Seth Rollins, we might end up seeing her on SmackDown. And at this point, SmackDown's been the better show of the two, unless we do another draft. No, I like that. I, I think you make some very valid points here because at the end of the day, she is coming back. She was super red hot, but unfortunately, time goes by and wrestling like many businesses are what, are what have you done for me lately type of thing. And I hate to put it in that context, but it is. When a superstar steps away for whatever reason, whether it's injury or not, um, someone else steps up and the show must go on. However, I do also believe that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And yeah, I think I miss Becky. She got the title of being the man because of her work ethic and the way she's performed in the ring. So I think fans will definitely be jonesing to see her come back. But um, I, I like your take on that. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to Liam Savage. Liam, Becky Lynch, new contract, allegedly a million dollars a year. Do you think that this is worthwhile for somebody who may or may not be what she once was? I almost think it's too low. I know it's a bit of a weird take, but... I mean, a million dollars is like a drop in the bucket to WWE. Um, as far as Becky goes, I think that her signing contract is great. Um, they're in a position right now with WWE where um, their women's division is very, very stagnant. The only little improvement has been that Rhea Ripley has come in, who is a great wrestler. Uh if we just look at that, I mean, yeah, she's great and she came in and is helping out, like, boost the division a little bit, but she's the only one. Everybody else you've seen for ages, so we need some new blood. Now, I'm not saying that Becky Lynch is new blood, but she hasn't been around for quite a while. So, if you insert her and do it properly, mind you, um, if they could bring her back, say, at SummerSlam... But in a almost a surprise role where it would really just create a buzz. Um, don't bring her in, say, do this thing they normally do where it's like, well, Becky Lynch is going to be at SummerSlam and all that. And they ruin it for everybody. Create a surprise. Um, bring her in. Let her come out last minute to a, you know, a hit job on somebody. Kind of like what Seth Rollins did when he came back from injury. I'm not trying to correlate the two because I know there are a couple. Um, but... You know, just have have her come back out of nowhere. Create that buzz. Everybody's going to go, oh, holy shit. Did you see the other night when Becky Lynch came back? That's going to be a big deal. And she's worth it. She created an, or an organic buzz. Um, I remember when she was going towards the Survivor Series and helping lead the uh, team. I think it was SmackDown. And um, against Raw and before she got her nose busted open by Nia Jax and everything, man. Even then, I mean, it was like, holy shit, she is on fire. And uh, she was doing really great. And um, I think around WrestleMania, when she did win the title, it started to slow down a little bit just because people were thinking, oh, well, I wonder who's going to win the title. But this is the first real thing they can have right now as far as a positive injection in the women's division, unless they bring somebody up. Unless they bring up Io Shirai or somebody else, it's not going to get that boost. Bring back Becky Lynch, make her come back as a surprise. Go from there. She's worth every penny. Uh, and she's one of the few wrestlers in the last five years that have gotten a massive reaction from the fans. 
Uh, so let's try to recoup that. It may be a little cheap sometimes. They'll be like, oh, well, you were a mother, and now look, you think you can do the whole wrestling thing still? And they'll create a kind of a cheap you know, angle out of it. But I think she can deliver and uh, just give her a little bit of time to get back in the groove, and she should uh, deliver on everything. I like it. Good take on that one. Let's throw it over to Anton in the uh, in the studio. Anton, uh, Becky Lynch, you know, she's been gone a while. She's coming back. You know, a lot of times when someone steps away and they come back, they might not be the exact the same that they once were. And I don't mean just from the physical standpoint, but maybe from a psychological standpoint. She's now a parent and her mind and her priorities are in different areas. Do you think she may be still wanting to go uh, no pun intended, balls to the wall and go crazy with some of this stuff? Or do you think now, uh, I think she may be pulling up a little bit less when it comes to the intensity. Or maybe I'm wrong. So, Mikey Starks has a comment in the comment section that says, you know damn well WWE ain't going to keep her return a surprise. I agree with that. Let's get that out of the way. Because fuck, Dean Ambrose was gone for fucking almost a year you know, before he returned to Mr. Moxley. He was gone for almost a year with staff and an elbow injury and all kinds of shit. And they fucking, uh, you got a Scottish psychopath in your corner. I have a lunatic in mine. They're going to fuck it up. I know that. The uh, million dollar contract thing, though, is it really interesting to me more than any other point? And I'll specifically mention why. Listening to JR and Bruce uh, talk about China wanting a million dollars, and I get it, totally different time period. There was not a roster of women for her to compete with. There was also her wanting to compete with dudes and thinking she was on Stone Cold's level, which really, as good as she was, really wasn't the case. It's really awesome to see women getting a million dollar downside guarantee. That's fucking awesome. It's also mind-boggling to me specifically as big of a star as china was you know again not shitting on current product but 99 2001 versus 2021 you know they get more on a public revenue deal but not from fan support because they've alienated 90 percent of their long-term fan base by treating us like we're fucking stupid you know so it, it's very interesting. I hope they don't pair her with Seth and send her to SmackDown. I get it why they would to make parenting easier, but they're taping shows and shit anyway, so what's the fucking point in that? Send her to Raw, let her be herself, let her do what the fuck she needs to do, rebuild the brand, also Stone Cold Syndrome every time he got hurt and could only do promos and bait, you know, small shit. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, it get nicer, it got nicer, that type of thing. I do think she'll slow down a tiny bit because of being a mother and being a parent, but not really. She's a wrestling fan, so it'll be somewhere middle ground of not full-on balls to the wall, but, you know, she'll think about it smarter. It's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. A lot of this is. And again, a lot of it's all assholes. You know, everyone has, a, uh, everyone has an asshole, so that's how opinions are. You know, we all have our own thoughts. That's what a lot of this is. But I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to do this, and we will see. But props to her for making the money. She deserves it. She really does deserve it. So, we'll see. Well, I, I like that. I like that. I think you guys all have given great takes on this. I have listened to all of your uh, your arguments and your cases, and it's time now to determine who is moving on to the final round and who do we have to say goodbye to, once again, just temporarily. Uh, I want to first go ahead and throw it to the chats. Who do you think right now is going to get booted? So, right now, who do you think is going to get booted? If you think it's Russo, go ahead and type Russo. If you think it's 
Uh, Anton, type Anton. If you think it's chocolate, go ahead and uh, put chocolate in the chat. All right, so Boog says Canada. ECW fan says Russo. Russo is getting gassed. Uh, the Ritz says Anton. Uh, Bacon, once again, whoever Bacon is going to be referred Canadian to. Shellshock says... It's Canadian Bacon. It's Canadian Bacon. Uh, let's see here. Jack the Game Lord says it's going to be chocolate. Mikey Stark says chocolate as well. Mikey Starks is friends with the Mike Order. Oh, Mike, I tell you what. I, I got to have you jump in here. He is your buddy. He is your boy. He's saying, eh, don't think it's going to happen this week. That's fucked up. <laughs> and this is why we love Mikey Starks. You are the man. Well, you know what? Let's let's not uh, let's not let anybody wait anymore in suspense. I'm going to give you the final scores right here, and I'm going to tell you who has made it and who is not. Are you ready? The final scores to the final round, showing in three, two, one, boom. Russo 46, oh, 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 oh. Anton 50, Mike Unit 44. Fuck Mike yeah. So close. We're going to throw it to Mike Unit here. I'm going to give you 60 seconds, Mike. I want you to explain how it feels right now <laughs> to, to know that you came that close. And uh, trust me, I've been in that situation. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Okay, I, I I accept my loss. And and for those who voted for me. And that's great. Thank you so much for your time, Mike. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Man, that was wonderful. So glad we wow. gave a chance to speak. You know what? Mike Unit will come back before the end of the show, and he will be part of our final roundtable discussion. But now we're going into our final round to determine who's going to be week two champion. Is it going to be Anton or is it going to be Liam Savage who lost by what? One point last week. Yeah. Wow. Fucking awesome. But before we do that, I'm going to do something that I said I was going to do all episodes so far. And I'm talking about buzz balls right here, guys. So this is a buzz ball. This is actually their, um, their Choco teas. And I'm going to hold this up here. If you can see this. Choco so what's tees. the percentage on that, Mike? What's the percentage? 15%. Okay, it's like the other ones. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to do it straight out of the thing. I'm going to go ahead and open this thing. I'm oh. Pour it into a glass. But I'm not yeah, a heathen. Dainty. I'm not from a foreign country. Jesus, Pete. What do you think? Okay, you're dainty. Oh. I got it. All right, so I'm going to pour it. this. I'm going to pour my chalky milk in here. And I've I'll never had this bout with you. Mr. Freeland, my girlfriend you, knows I have an obsession with penguins. They're my animal of choice. She went yes. to St. Louis Zoo and got me a penguin shot glass. But that has my name on it, actually, like the name that I go by. What a thoughtful so, woman. And yeah, my girlfriend loves the shit out of me, and I love her. So, but, but oh. yeah, penguins are my animal of choice. But let me ask you this question, Anton. Should I drink all this in one drink? Is that is that is this considered I mean, a shot? It's like, no, it's like two shots, I guess. But the alcohol content's so high, it's damn near like doing three or four. So it okay it's now, Freeland, and this is coming from someone who used to drink regularly before I tried Bud's balls, and I'm telling you, they whip my fucking ass. But I'm now, also Mike, American. So Mike, you're saying you're saying that before you were telling me 
this stuff doesn't really have an effect on me. Like now, are you just uh, fucking no, with I'm, me or I'm not? I'm not messing you with know. you. I'm just saying, do okay. I just drink the whole glass? Because this seems like it's a lot in one okay. in one bowl. I heard him talk about this on prior episodes, like early on in the pod when it was just on Spotify. He talked about how alcohol didn't have an effect on him in college when Mikey would be falling okay. out and shit. So okay, here's here's actually, what you do. I'm intrigued to see how this does hit him. Here's but what I you also, do. I'm a I'm a dark alcohol drinker, not a light yes. alcohol drinker. And every one of the yeah, buzzwords is either vodka or me tequila. Too. And so that also just really does not go well with me. The, the time that I drank them was with the Eric Redbeard episode, and they fucked my world up. When I got off the show, I went laid on the couch for like four hours. Just turned on some wrestling and just laid on the couch. Never I have, I have an I interview at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern yeah, Standard okay. Time. So. Mike, here's how you're going to do it, okay? Now pay attention to me, all right? Yes. Are you paying attention? Okay, so you're going to drink half of that right now. Okay. And then the other half, when we start debating, you will drink that. And then, That's after, you're done, after you're done that, you will drink the other one entirely. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, exactly what I said. Alright, so you drink your half now. So let's go. Half right now. Pinky's out. Very good. All right, good man, good man. How is it? It's good. Good. It's very good. good. Okay, so you're gonna drink the rest of that when me and Anton start debating. Got it. Okay. okay. Got it. Very good. Very good. Are we ready to start the next round? I yep. guess. Whatever. Uh, okay. Let's. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. This one's gonna be a good one because I need to. I need to hear what is gonna happen with this one. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, no. I guess. Canadian bacon, or oh, is it me. just ham? Canadian bacon, or is it just ham? I am going to go ahead. I'm going to put these two guys on the blocks. I'm going to first start out. You know what? I'm going to start out with the Canadian. I'm going to let him defend himself first. Is it bacon, or is it ham? And you have to back up the reasons why. So you know what? You're officially on the clock. There's nothing to defend. And first off, I'm going to get this anyways, because if it says Canadian and I'm Canadian and you're not, then I fucking win. Okay, so end of story. Now, let me back myself up. What do we have here? Canadian bacon. Now, let me preface this. I'm going to go on a little bit of a diatribe here. Okay, go so ahead. just stick go with ahead. me. Stick with me. So my ex-wife is American. She's from uh, Kansas City. And what she said when i was there one time at her place in the suburbs of kansas city many years ago we we're gonna order pizza and she said oh what would you like on the pizza i looked i'm looking down the greens list and i said hmm canadian bacon that seems like something i heard a long time ago that you guys uh, get this really mistaken concept of what our bacon is and she's like, what are you talking about? I order it all the time. And I said, okay, well, tell me what it is. And she said, it's kind of like a really thick bacon. And I said, okay, you know what? Put it on there. I think it's bullshit, but put it on there. It's fine. I can pick it off. We get the pizza. I look at it and I said, what the fuck is this? And she said, that's Canadian bacon. I said, are you from Canada? She said, no. I said, okay. So as a Canadian, and I don't have a big country pride, like, oh, let me fly the flag or anything, but I, I know a thing or two, okay? 
when I see this bacon, quote unquote, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what? That looks like a thick cut of ham. Now, what I will say, and I will have other Canadians back me up because I've had it from Canadians in the chat, is that this is ham, okay? When you guys say Canadian bacon, it's an ignorant term and it's brought up by, you know, hearsay. And I don't know if I care for it. So what you can all do is listen to me as the authority, even though, you know, Mr. Butt thinks he has the market cornered on this whole explanation. I don't know if I totally believe that. So hold on a second. Gonna... Hold on. Hold whoa, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. Whoa. You just whoa. brought Butt's name up. But Butt's now back no, in here. Fuck me. But what do you got to say about this? He will back me up. I know he will. But it's are fuck, you agreeing it's, it's ham? ham? It's it's ham. It's the shits. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Butt. Okay, to finish my thoughts, Anton, because you're gonna listen to every fucking word I say because I'm a Canadian. I I'm a fucking Canadian. I'm gonna say what I think. Time. All right. I started this. I love it. Yes, it's it's a misguided thing by you guys in the states. I'm not saying you particularly. Why are you, or why are you using the phrase "you guys"? That's kind because of you say this. You, hey, Freeland, you call us a fucking third world, so I think I'm afforded the right. God damn it! The let me finish. Anyways. It's thick-cut ham, and that's all there is to it. But back me up on this. Little psychopath, she'll say the same thing. I don't know if she's in the chat tonight. Regardless, she'll say the same thing. And anybody that's Canadian will say the exact same thing. It is thick-cut ham, and that's all it is. Now, if you want to go on an alternate path, just for a second, when, you, when we say thick-cut bacon here we think of pea meal bacon and you know what that is Thin bacon. that's that's ham wrapped in cornmeal Ooh, okay. i like the fact he's using some reference that's good that's going to get you extra points thank right here. you you're welcome so that's what that is so that's the closest thing i can think of to what the fuck you guys are talking about which makes no fucking sense in which anton started and i don't fucking appreciate but he keeps a fucking going every fucking week and i'm having a fucking aneurysm and i don't fucking like it and i'm losing my shit and all my brain cells are gonna be on the fucking floor and all i can do right now is drink this fucking beer and let anton fucking finish thank you i'm done <laughs> god damn it that may god be damn it, savage not even god damn it mike freeland holy fuck let me let me that, myself real quick. That may be. I'm upset. That may be the greatest <sighs> promo I've I've quite ever. Yeah, heard. it's holy fuck. You may just need to win this, but I need to come back for the dark side of the ring commentary. Oh, way. do your so, best. Yeah. So, you started this. Yeah, no, I did. And so part of yes. the reason why is when I used to watch wrestling as a kid, I wasn't allowed to stay up late throughout the week. My mom would let me stay up late to watch wrestling as a kid, and we would typically order Domino's pizza, pepperoni and sausage. Oh. And pepperoni and canadian bacon domino's is so good it's a company we have in the united states liam they make pizza I, I, I yeah we have a year too it's down the street I, dipshit hey love domino's pizza <laughs> so, plug. it uh, is so i remember butt and liam going on a diatribe about canadian bacon one time when i wasn't on the panel so one day when i saw it at work and saw multiple packages of it i just proceeded to take a picture and post it to twitter and tag all the fucking canadians just to fuck with everyone that's really what started this yes it did yeah pulling a rib and me fucking around to me, it really is just 
it's not even thick cut ham it's thin cut ham because i like honey glazed ham and my family always has ham and oh, i'll bet you do on thanksgiving yes i do i like but also <laughs> so it's uh that pre-mill stuff that you little psychopath and but email email well p-mill whatever yeah which there I you go. Like medical like, condition. You know, there's no fucking peas involved yeah, god damn got. it I know, but, uh, I know. It uh, it's more thick cut than bacon. Unless you're getting yes. thick cut bacon, even it's it's still more thick cut than regularly thick cut bacon. So I really don't okay. have a stance on this either way. I just really love poking the bear and fucking with our Canadian counterparts. That's really what this amounts to on my end. I just love pulling the rib and the fact that you have fifty states and two territories backing me up versus I don't know how many providences are in Canada. Providences. Yes, we have three. We have 10 providences and three terramatories, okay? <laughs> we have one more territory than we do, but we have more states than y'all do providences, which I really don't understand. Providences, yeah, stuff, sure. But what the fuck ever. You know, I also, Mr. Freeland, I love history and geography. Those are two things I excelled at in school besides art, drama, and music shit. Not music and it is class, called Providence, by the way. It, that's no, the correct way to no, say it. No, it's Providence. Yes, it it's Province. It's not yeah. Province. Continue. Uh, I think I would know I live here, dipshit. Okay. <laughs> But either way, like, this is just really me poking the bear. I don't have a stance on this either way. I just love getting fucking Twitter riled up and fucking with Freeland at 4 or 5 in the morning because he's an hour ahead of me time-wise. And most of the Canadian <laughs> people and everyone else who listens to this pod is either in my time zone or slightly behind. Very few are actually ahead except Mikey, Beardo, Rit, you know, Jerry's in my time zone, etc. So it's just fun when I get this discussion going and everyone's like, oh, wrestling discussion. Nah, it's about fucking ham. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to mention <laughs> this for a second, ham. though. Our show uh, account that we have, we have a little uh, chat that goes in there. When I'm going to bed, my phone... Yeah. My wife asks me, what's going on? I look at it thinking it's wrestling or maybe somebody's getting a hold of me. There was the longest conversation of bacon. Bacon, yep. folks. Bacon. All of my wrestling fans, friends... And uh, are talking about bacon. So let me get this straight, uh, Anton. You're not saying that it is bacon, are you? No, no, it's not. Because to me, it's not Thank bacon. Because like bacon comes from pork, and that shit's definitely fucking ham. So I'll even agree with the fucking Canadians on this. Like I will fucking agree. I just like. I win. I win. The name of it is Canadian bacon, and it's thin smoked ham. Specifically, yep. if you get it on a Domino's pizza. Uh, well, with that being said, it's time for the final scores. It's time to find out who exactly won this week. And uh, I don't know if you're ready for this or not. I don't know. I have no idea. Are I you just want to come back for the dark side of the ring either way. Because I brought that up. I wanted that in the discussion. And I'll explain. Dark that. side of the ring is going to be coming up. Ready? Are you ready for the final scores, everybody? Let's go. It took a lot to come up with this. But here is our final score. Oh, fuck me. Anton pulls it out. 61. Bullshit. Two he weeks. Two weeks in a row. He pulled it out because of his honesty. He basically said that he was just being very honest with us. And he was, oh. he, he used great phrases and great references and very good contextual information. Uh, uh, I feel like what? you were spitting out some information uh, that might not have been uh, uh, correct. It might have been kind of Wikipedia. I, yeah, no, no, we don't need to hear that. Anton is the winner. Da, 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 Anton, the floor is yours, my friend. You get one minute to say whatever you want. You are the winner. And then we're going to throw it to uh, the loser, uh, which is going to be, um, I don't know, some 
bacon guy. All right, floor is yours. I love just the fact that I'm honest that, you know, I really started this all as a fucking rib just to rile up the fucking Canadians because, you know, we have mutual people on both sides of the border. We have a shit ton of Americans and we have very few Canadians that actually participate. So I just like poking the bear and having fun. Um, I'm also waiting on a subwoofer to be delivered from my studio, which has been going on throughout the course of the show that I'm picking up super cheap, which is awesome. I'm excited for the dark side of the ring part we're all about to discuss. I want that to be a group panel. Uh, I'm super excited. I won two weeks in a row. Thank you to my uncle for watching around the fucking horn every day when he lived with me and me learning how to discuss and debate this shit fucking properly. And again, it's wrestling. It's one of the only things I actually truly love in life. This is something I excel at. And the fact that I'm winning against people, you know, slightly older than me who have even more wrestling knowledge and experience. It's fucking great. So thank you, Mr. Freeland. I can't wait to do this again next week. See if I can win three in a row. If so, I have a question. Yes. Like, you know how people have to retire at a certain point in jeopardy? Yes. Like, you know, once you win so many, you have to just stop. Correct. If, uh, certain, if one of us gets to five, let's just say five. Yes. Can we just co-host the show with you that week and just be a bipartisan and help decide points and stuff? Oh, I like that idea. That's a good idea. I, I thought of this earlier during one of the commercials. I was like, damn, I need to pitch that to fucking Freeland. I like it. I like the idea. You know what? Just to be fair, let's just to be fair. We're going to bring him in. We're going to bring Liam back in here. Liam, you, you came so close. Uh, you just you just didn't have enough. Um, I felt oh, like I had plenty. Strong. I had plenty. I had 61 to 60. I had gas in the tank. That was up to you, mister. Why don't we take a poll of the whole chat? Okay, let's go ahead and let's do that. Let's While we're doing that, let's go ahead and bring everybody in here for the dark side of the ring chat that we're going to be having. Uh, we're going to welcome everyone back in, everyone who uh, did not win. So let's throw it to the chat. Hey, guys, who, who, do you think won? who do you think won this week? Give me your answer. Type and Liam if you think it's comments. Check Ridge. the chat, too. Type Hold Anton. on, but you said Anton? Anton? Yep. But said Damn. Anton? Canadian on my side. Are you fucking kidding me? Here we go. Here we go. The Ritz says Liam. Uh, Mikey Stark says Anton. Uh, Got News says Anton. Uh, what <laughs> Jack the, the Game Warmer says but one, which, you know what? Maybe we should give it to him. Uh, we no, have another one that says Anton won again. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. All right. We got we got Travis Boham says Liam won. Uh, Thank Anton you. won hands down. Anton's up no. four to two. Anton's up to five to two. I no. think we're going to have to call it. No, hold on a second. Five hold on three. a second. No, this is it. As a native person that lives in this country, I think I should have a say on this. Now, Anton pulled the whole, oh, I'm innocent. I just made a mistake. I was trying to make everybody oh, laugh. there was hard. no mistake. However, oh, well, it was his honesty about the whole situation. He was very honest. Hey, am I not being honest? Chocolate packet. Yeah, am I not being honest, mister? I'm being completely know. honest. Anton teabagged God him is damn what uh, Boog is saying right now. He teabagged you. Fucker. Yeah. Fuck. You know what? I don't really appreciate vulgarity on see, this See, this show. is a... Oh, oh, don't you? Don't yeah. you? Uh -huh. Oh, because you can't use it, I see. So... Okay, man, that's enough of him. All right. Is he going to clean it up or what? What's the deal going to be here? Probably not. He's from Toronto. He is from Toronto. We don't like people from Toronto right now. They need to really start doing some more. Drink your other buzz, but Boog, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, you must drink it during the debate. Go. Uh, you mean I'm supposed to drink it during the dark side of the ring debate, right? Yeah, go ahead. Either way. Okay, so who's know. from Toronto? Who's from Toronto here? You are. Am I? Am I really? Anything. 
I don't even think he knows where he's from. I think that's the big part that we're having a problem with. Geographically, he doesn't know what's going on. Mike Unit knows yep. where he's at. What's going on, buddy? He's got his clothes back on. Mike Unit, welcome back. Okay. All right. He went he he went and tell myself to go sit and spin. Oh, he's walking away. He's he's telling me to go sit and spin. We got the Rit who's back. Rit, what's going on, buddy? It's good to see you again. Um just uh, you know, hustling and bustling over here. Sure. Trying to book, trying to book some people for the show. Trying to book some people. I, I'm I'm really close to one. Uh, you know, a, a dark talent. Uh, oh, a, yeah, dark talent. Get it? Hint, hint, hint. Did hmm. I get it? it oh. If you watch on if you watch on Tuesday nights, YouTube. Hint, hint. All right, not going to say anything else. For the, this show tonight, we might we might have lost somebody too. If you we might have lost, it. yeah, we might have lost somebody as well. Uh, but you know what? That happens. And for the sake of it, that's the way the business goes. Uh, we are now moving on. We're moving on past this. So Anton has won for yet a second week in a row. Congratulations, uh-huh. King Anton, uh, yep. just for being such a very resourceful individual on the show, giving great views and great opinions. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, let's bring back in Logan Slater. What's going on, buddy? Just chilling. Just just hanging out? Yeah. Just relax. All right. Let's go into this one. Dark Side of the Ring. The Brian Pillman was the season premiere. Um, let's go ahead and, by a show of hands, raise your hand if you saw this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I saw three minutes. Watch it. Fucking watch it. Yeah. Wait a minute. It wasn't my choice. Wasn't Time my out. choice. Time, Time out. out. You only Both saw three minutes of the episode? Okay. Here, I'll, I'll break I'll I'll break it down. Oh good I, god. Okay, just let me fucking explain. No, go ahead. Yeah, explain. I, well let me go no, start. Fuck! Anyways, start I turned it on, I'm watching it, I'm sitting there, and then my daughter starts saying, Daddy, 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 Dad! starts trying to get attention. I couldn't watch the fucking thing. She's twelve, okay, so she's That's just trying fair. to get me pissed off. And I said, okay, chill your room. Let's go. And then I got upset and I said, okay, you know what? I'm not watching it today. That was a week ago. Wait a minute. You banished your daughter to her room just because she wanted to have some attention from daddy? It's called a parenting. It's called parenting. Liam, do you need a hug? No, I don't need a fucking hug. I need you to back me up as my Canadian quote unquote brother, even though I don't know if you are right now. I need Anton to back me up as far as the whole thing about dropping the whole Canadian bacon thing so we can move to a new topic where everybody shits on me constantly. Why do okay. I feel like, why do I feel like hey, at butt- least I avoid the 1999 thing, damn it. Yeah, we kind of fucking god you do because that's fucking played out. And yeah, the I, Russo thing. Like, I don't fuck with you on nearly anything everyone else does. My whole fucking I know, and that's is the Canadian bacon. And that's why I'm so upset with you, mister. And we're going to have fucking words after the show. That's it. You're on the same schedule as I am. We can argue this for a good bit till I pass out. Oh, we will. Why do I feel like Butt is just like a parent who's waiting for parent-teacher conference to happen? Like, that's all I can think of right (laughs) now. Because he's in the kindergarten class right now. That's why. Your wife is amazing. That's her virtual room, isn't it? Liam is oh, in fuck. the red zone right now. <laughs> How am I? You need to get to the... Uh, fuck, what is it? The green zone. You need That's to... where you're happy, you're calm, you're focused, you're ready to learn. Well, I'll never you fucking get there because you know me by now. You're angry, you're 
yelling oh, out of control fuck. and being a big baby bitch. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, I think Butch just won just for that. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. All right, guys. Before everybody, before everybody loses their mind, and before Liam, hey Liam, by the way, let me Liam, Liam. What? Are you? What do you want? It's not going to be a four-hour show this week. Are you happy about that? I could give a fuck. I'm trying to get my point across. Nobody wants to give a fucking shit about what I fucking said. Not really quite sure what's going on. Yeah, fucking difficulties. He's got technical difficulties in his garage up in Canada. My mic keeps getting me. Those stupid, those those Toronto weirdos. And I'm tired. And I'm not gonna stand for it. Oh my god, I love it. This gets better every single second. I swear. Fuck. Let's let's go ahead and let's. Fucking killing me, man. Let's You'll go ahead. Right, Kevin Smith. So hold on, Rit has been Kevin much- Smith. Oh, I love Rit- Kevin Smith. Did you just cuss and then say Kevin Smith? He called me <laughs> Kevin Smith, which I heard twenty years ago when I was wearing my fucking hat backwards and wearing a fucking trench coat, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's Kevin Smith." There so he no, is. Oh, on. it's Kevin Smith. That's hilarious to me because I call one of my buddies Lunchbox because he's always super silent, especially if he's stoned, and he looks like a skinny version of Kevin Smith before all the weight loss. And if you guys haven't noticed, I don't ever know really when to shut the fuck up. I, you know, I'm not eating nothing all the fucking time, so I'm basically a real life version of Jason Muse. So uh, that's just fucking hilarious to me, especially considering the last two weeks it's ended up with just me and Liam. So Jay and Silent Bob, I fucking love the shit out of it. So new gimmick right there. Let, yeah. Let's 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 go ahead and let's start to Rit. Rit hasn't had a whole lot of camera time this week. Rit, y- you look good. You look really fresh. You look more awake than you did uh, about an hour ago. Um, there were some people in the chat last week that said Rit, lo- Rit looks very unhappy. So Rit, is there anything that we can do that can maybe cheer you up a little bit? Well, you know, not get booted off first for putting good points out. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I would go as far as saying those were good points. Well. Just saying. Wow, look at that. Wow. Oh, okay, Mike Tyson. Okay, Mike Tyson. Holy fuck. What, are you related to Boog? Is it past your bedtime? Uh, no, I work seven days a week unlike you, Freeland. Oh, we're I don't even have a job. Don't even start doing that crap. Baddest man on the planet. There we let's go. go. Let's go back to Rit. Rit, come on now. Flashback hey, to Mike. You I have to the sit there and say... Freeland does have a job putting together this podcast seven days a week, hustling and bustling with me. We do our uh-huh. very best. We do our very best. And the Rit is the the Rit is the agent. He's the agent who makes everything happen. So Rit, as you were sitting back here, do you agree do you agree with the takes everyone had on the different topics? Well, the only one that I uh I really was interested in is the one way before I got even on there one. The Chelsea Green Playboy one. And not for what you guys would think about. Well, well hold on. Let's hear your two cents. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the floor is yours. Tell me why you would like Chelsea Green more than you'd like to grow hair. So continue. Wow. <laughs> but I, actually, uh, it's more about a, uh, a brand thing. Chelsea's just trying to get her brand out there and set herself up for the future, you know, outside of wrestling. Not too many wrestlers actually do that nowadays. You know, you think of what Austin did. Austin has his own beer line, you know, outside of wrestling. He, he dabbled into little movies, but 
you know, the beer is where he's actually making all the money at. The Rock movies. He's got his own clothing line out now. You know, Chelsea's just trying to trying to do the next step uh, once she's done. You know, you can't wrestle forever. And if she wants to get her name out there and her body out there, heck, let her do it. You know, she, she went and she started a podcast almost immediately. She did. You know? She got a cease and desist letter. Did you hear about that? Uh, it's all bullshit to me. She went ahead and put. She went ahead and put it on social media that she got a cease and desist. Evidently, she either made reference to something or said something, and it, it's just ridiculous. Did they mail her shit to her in her garbage bag? I was just about to say, did they put more? Yeah, exactly. Probably. All Very right, well. so Come by move. I, I don't even know where. I don't there know where all of that is going, but I, I'm very happy for her. Um, hold a second. Hold on a second. It says you can't unmute guests that have chosen to mute themselves. I just got that on my screen. So who decided to mute themselves? Oh, good. Yeah, I figured. I figured. I figured. Yeah, I wasn't needed anymore. Sorry. Yeah, third world. All right, so let's move on to our third last topic. World, which is yeah, well, third world. Hey, I'm... Like no, no, his, his, up the highway for his province is third world. His province. He's in the same he's province. In the same he's, province you no, mind. he's in a different province. Ontario, province. dipshit. Yeah, you know province. what? Hey, 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 hey. You know what? I don't. I wouldn't say insult the host because things can happen. Okay, you can get uh-huh. bumped. Yep. So let's let's start off with places way classier than this. I don't give a fuck. This is classy <laughs> as hell. This is classy <laughs> as hell. Let, let's go to the classiest <laughs> man in the room. There he is. If you see him? this man called Crime Stoppers, boom, there you go. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead oh, and let's shit. start off with Dark Side of the Ring. Did uh, Order Entertain, did you say you've seen Dark Side of the Ring, yes or no? I did. You did. All right. So thank God someone actually tuned in and saw it. Let's see. All right. I want you to start us off. Brian Pillman episode, what's your take on that? It was an amazing episode. Um I didn't know that the family had went through all that bullshit after Brian Pillman died. And it was finally, it was kind of relieving to the family to get that out there and everything. And the look on Brian Pillman Jr.'s face when he brought up his mother and all that stuff, that was, that was huge on his part. I agree. To get that out there. Boog says, "Make sure you drink all of that buzzball." Boog, you can. And I see a big future for Brian Pillman Jr. He's I, a spitting image of his daddy. Let me ask you this question: um, Do you feel like, and, and it's not fair to speak ill of the of the deceased, but do you feel like he lived? I don't want to say the wrestler lifestyle, but I felt like he. Uh, he was out of control even before the the out of control gimmick actually started. I mean, you know, he it doesn't seem like he had a real solid relationship and then it just kind of continued to spiral itself. And it kind of his personal life started to bleed into his professional life and, and like they said in wrestling a lot of times that's your gimmick is really what you are. Do you think that Brian Pillman Jr has probably learned a lot of valuable life lessons of not what to do? Uh, as far as life and wrestling from his father? I do. Like, I haven't seen any signs of, you know, how he interacts with the fans and all that. I haven't seen any signs of erratic behavior like his dad had. And 
yeah, that's pretty much it. I forgot, I forgot my thought process just hit a wall. No, no, you're good. You're good with that. Um, let's go ahead and let's throw it over to the Rit here. Uh, Rit, Dark Side of the Ring, Brian Pillman. Uh, you know, it's a very popular series. Uh, we've had Evan Husney on the show before. Um, I did reach back out to him. It looks like we're going to try to bring him on again uh, because, you know, there's so many questions that we have we'd like to follow up with. What was your take on this episode? Freeland, why do you got to keep doing this to me, my man? I, I, I'm just I'm just wanting to know what what's your take on this? What's your take on Brian Pillman as the loose cannon? Let me phrase it that way. His gimmick was was ahead of its time, phenomenally put together. Like I I love the gimmick uh, overall that he had. You know, the episode I haven't got to watch yet, but like his gimmick was. He, he he used a bad situation and got himself out. Like he wasn't happy with WCW, so he so he you know came up with this big ruse to get out, and I think that's when it like it started spiraling down for him. You know, once he got the ECW, and then you know once he finally made it to WWE, it was already too late. You right. know, he he was already well past you know the coming back point. No, I'm with you 100% on that one. I think it's one of those situations where Brian was extremely gifted and Brian had immense potential. Unfortunately, the powers that be just never really got behind Brian. And the powers that be, unfortunately, didn't know what Brian's value was. And they undervalued him. And I feel like Brian had this kind of chip on his shoulder where he really, at the end of the day, wanted to be respected and seen more for his abilities. And he felt like maybe I have to do something more to get the attention. Uh, Mike unit, when it comes to the history and the legacy of Brian Pillman, what are some things that you're going to remember? Um, you know, as a kid, when I saw Brian Pillman, it was pretty much the long curly blonde hair and the Bengals tights. You know, that was my first, you know, time seeing Pillman was super broad. Too. That was my first glimpse. And I was like, wow. Um, I love the loose cannon gimmick because I thought the shit he was doing was real. Like at that, at my teen years, I knew wrestling was scripted and all that, but the stuff that Pillman was doing, I thought was real. But there was one thing on the documentary that I was kind of disappointed in that they never pointed out. So. Brian Pillman Jr. is not the first member of the family, siblings-wise, that wrestled. Lexi. Yep. Mm -hmm. They didn't mention sexy Lexi Pillman, whose career That's was cut short. In car wreck. Yep, she died in a car wreck. Her career was cut short. So I noticed that uh, they didn't mention that. Um, I'm surprised Danny Pillman didn't go into wrestling because outside of uh, Brian Jr., she looks just like Brian also. And that's the oldest. She could go in UFC. I mean, she looked like she's got that look. She she does. Like the only, I mean, Brittany, she's a hot one too. She, I don't see no features of Brian on her. No, she looks like their mom. Mm -hmm. And the mailman. And uh, <laughs> whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on. What was that last comment? It's in the mailman. Oh, and the mailman. 
Oh. But uh, no, nah, it's it's just crazy. Like some of the things that was mentioned, I didn't know about. Like I know some parts they never mentioned it because even I have a, a copy of the Loose Cannon DVD that they were to be released and. Um, yeah, they never mentioned none of the reasons why. Like, I thought that was so crazy and surreal. Now, I remember listening to Brian Pillman Jr. shoot interviews. Uh, you know, the part I knew about how his mom was treating him and the, the stepdad, yeah, that all was true, too. All the money that they were getting from WWE, the kids didn't see a dime of it. You know, the mom was using it for drugs and all that. And she looked bad on the documentary. Like, wow. Yeah, so she was. She looked rough. So uh, and, and, and she was. Is. Hold on a second. She was the one that was on the wow. the gun segment, correct? When yep. the gun no, yeah. the gun was pulled, she yeah. looked nothing like that. Yep. I mean, granted, it was a long time ago, but I, so, I mean, I I would have not associated her with being that girl in that video. Yeah, so, but uh, the Pillman documentary was ten years ago, and she did. She still looked good on the documentary that WWE did. So it's like. Them last 10 years must have been hard on her, drugs-wise. She's, she's had a rough go. I mean, and she had some demons before. I haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring, but I did see the documentary. And she was a bit of a, a wild child, to, to put it mildly, uh, yeah. Pillman's ex-wife. And she, she's been a, not a good person. She'd be a bit of a scumbag, to be quite honest, from... From the documentary and reading stuff online, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, she was doing some not necessarily nice stuff with like settlements and whatnot. And I believe she was trying to sue somebody at one point. I'm not sure what that whole thing was about, but she wasn't looking after the kids and stuff. She was a pretty shitty mom, from yeah. as best as I remember. And I, I don't know, I mean, she. She looks rough. Oh, yeah. The few pictures I've seen lately. So on the note of all this, that, that's putting it lately. To make sure this got brought up is another fan of the show. It's a Ramo Stereo on Twitter, and it's Headliner05 on Instagram. It's the same man, Nathan Newman. He's been an independent referee in uh, Minnesota and other things. He is a regular listener of the show, made friends with him via Twitter like I made with most of y'all. So in so many ways, to be honest, I have to just be upfront. She remind Pil Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom reminds me of my own mother in so many ways. My uh, my mother lost both of her parents in May of '93 and then May of '94, and I was born in December of '93. My mother lost her mom on Cinco de Mayo on Mother's Day. So my entire lifetime, Mother's Day has not been a fun topic, knowing that just passed which my mother is doing much better with it nowadays as a 51 year old adult who has grandchildren and a you know a daughter who's in her 20s like my sister's 25 and works for the post office i am me i have a you know my degree etc my mom couldn't be more proud of her children um for a long time my life was rough and unless you really ask me about it you wouldn't know it based on how i carry myself and etc both my father and my sister's father who raised me are extremely proud uh, the part of the documentary that like stabbed me in the heart the most it was listening to Brian Pillman Jr. talking about not having someone throw a football and baseball with him. My yeah. mother could. My mother was great at softball, could have gotten a college scholarship to play softball. One of my cousins did. 
the person who taught her how to play softball was my mom's brother. So like my entire family is good at sports. We just, most of us chose to be delinquents and numb ourselves from pain and et cetera. So um, a lot of this was really personal to me in a lot of ways and to, you know, not dig too much into it. I just, I understand. And I was, me and Brian Pillman Jr. are pretty much the same age. He's 28 already and I'm 27, going to be 28, but we're right there. He graduated in 2011. I graduated in 2012 from high school. Me and me and that man are super parallel. And my whole life growing up watching wrestling and et cetera, my mother made sure bef you know, before Stone Cold was Stone Cold and I loved the shit out of him as a kid. My mom made sure I knew about stunning Steve Austin and Brian Pillman and flying Brian Pillman and rolling the camera. And I've brought up before how my uncles used to take my mom to Macho Man Randy Savage's father's independent promotion when he would run shows in Paducah at the Robert Cherry Civic Center every weekend. So wrestling truly is ingrained in my life. This, there, you know, that's why I wanted this to be a group discussion and not just something that was on the panel with people getting eliminated because Brian Pillman truly was in so many ways Kurt Cobain it, you know I'm the reason why I got my degree is I followed Kurt Cobain's attorney around this country I met him at one college and followed him to Oregon and then when he went to Florida I got my degree from their sister program in California very similar thing uh the Humvee accident truly fucked up Brian Pillman because I've heard Bischoff talk about it and I've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about it he truly was living that gimmick and you know Bischoff was in on a lot of it I think Pillman truly was playing everyone, but he was really just working Dave Meltzer. And it, it's just super duper interesting to think of what could have been had that man not died. The promos that would have been cut between him and Steve Austin for a feud for the world title. But also think about how that plays into so many other things. You know, the Rocks come up, Triple H has come up, etc. Like there are so many variables that him dying actually made a difference in. And it just I, I don't fault their mom for her own issues and demons. I agree with Mike Unit on bringing up Lexi Pillman because they didn't in the documentary, which kind of boggled my mind. Nothing other than that that they brought up, I knew. Um, when the one mother shot herself on the phone, she was on the phone with Brian Pillman, actually. I learned that from Bruce and from Eric. Um, because he was in WCW at the time, and he had to call Eric and tell him, hey, I'm going to need to miss some shows, and it not need to be a big deal, because the mother of one of my children just offed herself with me on the phone. So, the you know, these things are all super-duper interesting to me. Like I said, that's why I wanted this to be a panel discussion and not just a one-off people getting eliminated thing. I am super excited about the Nick Cage thing. I'm also super excited if we get the Dark Side guys back on here. I would really love to talk to them because it all kind of intertwines into my little world. So, and of course, Liam, say something. I'm not trying to hog up the time. Just, I, you know, there's a reason why I wanted to bring this up. I wanted everyone's opinion on this. People in the chat, people who are on the panel, Mike Freeland, everyone. I wanted everyone's in this. No, it's it's all good. Um, I just wanted to say one thing really quick. Like, I didn't see the uh, Dark Side of the Ring yet. I've seen all of them, but you know, I gave my reasons, whatever comical. Um, if I can just break it down for a second, when I started watching wrestling again, I'm talking like I was removed from the '80s and I was removed from the early '90s. I started watching again probably like the end of '95. Um, when I remember, I think it was Bret Hart against Diesel that kind of era 
So when I first saw Brian Pillman, uh, I didn't get to see him in WCW. I just read about him in PWI, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I got to read a bunch about him, and I thought, this guy's really interesting. And I finally got to see the thing where a friend of mine lent me a tape where, uh, you know, the I Respect You Booker Man thing happened on Clash of the Champions in WCW with Kevin Sullivan. Mm. And uh, so that kind of piqued my interest. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I started to learn more about, you know, how the business works and everything. But uh, with Brian, um, he was very interesting to me uh, getting back into the industry, which I'm still into these days, and how he, you know, really embraced kayfabe even to the point where he was telling Eric Bischoff, hey, I'm going to, you know, just sign with these other guys, but I'll come back to you. He was always, he was always living his gimmick and very rarely, very rarely, he would give the wink to everybody. Like say, hey, you know, they'd be like, oh, are you really believing this? And he could like, you know, the odd wink and they would kind of go, oh, and they kind of don't know if he's being 100% truthful with what he's saying or not. But the thing that shook me was that when he died, um, I was at a friend's place. I was staying over at his place. And um, this is when the internet was kind of like, eh, when he died, it wasn't like, you know, super popular. But there was a phone line I used to call um, for a kind of wrestling insider news. I called that and I wasn't near my place so I can, you know, check it. But I called from his place. And they said, Brian Pillman has passed away. And right then, I just felt this cold chill. And I realized that this one guy I was really looking up to is kind of the future of the business is gone. And I was really interested in him when he was like 97 in WWE. You can't really beat that. I don't care what you say. I, You know, maybe ECW, but WCW didn't even have WWF beat at that point. And it was it was excellent. He was part of it, and unfortunately, with him receiving the injury in the Humvee accident, he never would have got back to what he was in the early '90s. It never would have happened. We all know that. But you know, the impact that that guy just had on my you know coming back into wrestling was huge, and I really, really wish he had have been able to, you know stay alive and keep going and uh you know most importantly before any of that be a father to his kids because i know what that's like i have a kid and if i had to think that i would have to leave her alone that would just break my heart so i can understand it on a couple of different levels but he was uh he was very special and i'm looking forward to watching that episode both parts are free on youtube like Vice uploaded it. You don't have to find it. I will I will check into it tonight. Yeah. All right. Very good. Anybody else have comments or thoughts on the dark side of the ring? Anybody else want to jump in here and share some of their thoughts? Freeland, Rit, but I would Mike Unit, I would love to hear anyone's comments. That again, this is why I wanted this to be a group panel discussion. I wasn't trying to make this a bummer. This was just something that I felt really, really needed to be brought up with all of our insight, not just, you know, half-assery. It's good you brought it up. Yeah, I'm glad you decided you wanted to bring up that topic. By the way, I was listening to everybody. I have this. If you can see if the camera's... 
I'm so small right now. I can fucking tell till, the, till it goes off the air for season three. Can we just yeah. make that a part of each week's panel? I would be more than happy to go ahead and do that. Yep. Because I'm really excited about the Nick Gage, the XPW, all of it. Like there, I think this is a, just a topic we need to continue to rehash every week as a group panel, not you know, not just in the elimination rounds, but inside, especially with the dark side the where they're going to discuss it on Jeff Jarrett's podcast each week with Conrad. Like we can get some insight into this each week before we do these. So, yeah, I'm for it. My uh, my memories of, of Brian Pillman are. Um, I don't know if I've ever shared this with people, but I worked with a guy named Les Thatcher here in Cincinnati. Oh, shit. Les mm-hmm. Thatcher. Yep. I worked with him when I was in high school. He uh, ran a promotion in Cincinnati called Heartland Wrestling Association, yes. yep. HWA. We got to start. Yep. Sam, Sammy Callahan, Pillman did work for them. He was one of the only people actually at Brian Pillman's funeral from the wrestling industry. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, Freeland. I just, again, you know, I'm an encyclopedia. This is what you love me for. So, so yeah, in high school, I used to work with HWA and I would help promote a, a different events. And I actually promoted one specific event for an arena, um, a sports arena uh, that they did a show in and their champion at the time was Ray Steele, um, which I'm not really sure what he's doing nowadays, but Dilo Brown came through a lot of the times they were originally uh, before OVW came around. They were WWE's developmental. And if a lot of people know that, and then they became WCW's developmental. So a lot of things kind of ran through Les Thatcher. And I worked with Les Thatcher and a guy by the name of Lou Thompson. And it was because of those two guys that I was so interested in wrestling. I actually started talking to Jim Cornette when I was a junior in high school, senior in high school. And I had his personal number and we'd have conversations on the phone. And he would tell me all different kinds of things. And I don't know if I ever told the story of that's how I ended up writing uh, a couple of episodes of scripts and sending them to Stanford, Connecticut. And that's when Kevin Kelly actually called my house and what? wanted to have a discussion. Holy fuck, Freeland. Yeah, there's a big, a big fuck, story really? behind that. Wow. Motherfucker, we we need you to get more in-depth on some shit in a fucking episode one day. So man. I God will share, dude. I will share more of that later on. He actually thought oh. that I was a former wrestler wanting to get into the creative business. And uh, he found out that I was a junior in high school writing. Um, and he oh was, a, yeah, yeah. So nice. it, it's, it's pretty crazy. So my, my involvement with wrestling went really, really way on way beyond it. Then um, getting to know less and getting to know the people that worked with HWA and then the Brian Pillman Memorial show, which they had set up. <coughs> which was huge. It had, we had ECW guys there. We had WWF guys there and WCW guys there. And it was something that uh, all three promotions allowed. And this is something that doesn't typically ever happen. They allowed their contractual wrestlers to appear on a show with other contractual wrestlers from another company. And at the time it was groundbreaking and all the money went to uh, Brian's family and his kids. Um, and there were shirts that were made. It was the Brian Pillman Memorial Show, and it, it was great. But um, that was my first interaction in pro wrestling when I was a junior in high school and crossing paths with all of them. And that's what kind of got the the mojo started with me. But Brian trained out, trained, um, and went to Miami University, which is just up the road from where I'm at right now. Uh, tried out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then after the Bengals, obviously that's where he met uh, the strength coach, and uh, I'm going to reach out to him as well and see if we can get him on the show as well. Kim Wood. Kim Wood. And yep. um, try to get him on the program. I'd love to kind of reconnect with him and 
so all that kind of stuff of of my high school days. So anyway, I thought it was done really really well. I like Brian. I had, I loved the Hollywood Blondes back in the day. Um, I was not a big fan of Jim Hurd in the way his booking was. And then when Jim Hurd stepped down and the position became available, a bunch of people applied for the job. Eric ended up getting the position. And um, yeah, it was interesting. But but no, I I very much remember and have very fond memories of Brian and uh, his contributions, not only to wrestling, but to Cincinnati as well. And I love the fact that John Moxley, who is from the east side of Cincinnati, um, you know, they, when they say from Cincinnati, Ohio, it has a special meaning because I know the neighborhood where he's from. And um, it's cool. It's very cool. The, the Also, I have another connection with uh, a guy that Brian worked with called the Z-Man. If anybody remembers Tom, Tom Zink. Zink. Tom Zink. Zink. Yeah. So um, yep. my dad uh, worked in corporate America, and one of the individuals that he worked with uh, was Tom's sister. And he would at times go ahead and, and drop her off at home because it was on my dad's way home. And um, yeah, Tom was there. And so it's weird. It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, no pun intended mm. with the Bacon reference, but uh, how everybody somehow is tied into everybody and how everything's somehow uh, connected. connected. And yep. it's just, it's super weird. Um, so anyway, yeah, a lot, a lot of things uh, to share continuation, but um, my thoughts on the Brian Pillman thing is I thought it was very well done. I have not seen the documentary you guys are referring to. It's something outside of Dark Side of the Ring, correct? Yeah, it's a WWE documentary, uh, Brian Pillman, Loose Cannon. The one WWE uh, did in like 04, 05. I'm going to have to check that yeah. out. I'll make yeah, copies yeah. for you guys. I have the DVD. Yeah, Liam. You you know how to find me, man. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Thank Don't you. worry. Thank Freeland, you. have you seen the Kenny Omega show yet? Oh, um, there is I'll a Kenny. That. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When you say the Kenny Omega one, do you mean the uh, the shoot thing that he does when he's inside a ring, where he's giving like a clinic and he's talking to people? It was on uh, on TSN. Uh, Omega uh, Man. Is that what it was called? Liam? Yeah, Omega, Omega Man? Man on TSN. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it uh, I don't know, a week ago, I guess. TSN is uh, the Canadian ESPN. Nice. Yep. So it's fantastic. Was it a Very good documentary? Yeah, amazing. Was okay. Like three, four minutes long or whatever. I think yeah, I've got really that as well. That. I got it as well. I can distribute it to you guys if you need it. Very cool. Yeah, no, but to answer your question, uh, Chris, I have not seen that, but I'm definitely going to have to see that um, because I am – going through the archives of Kenny itself and, and going over a lot of his stuff with ROH and the stuff he did with new Japan and the stuff he did on the Indies and, and Jerry worked with him as well several times. So I've had stories asking Jerry about that. And I've had private conversation with Jerry and his conversations and matches with AJ. Um, so there's a lot of people that I can just pick Jerry's brain and just say, Hey, what was it like working with this person? So, so do we have access to Luke Gallows? Because, he used to be in Deep South Wrestling, and Kenny was in Deep South Wrestling, and can we get access to that developmental footage? That's my next question. Also, what I was going to bring up is uh, apparently some people don't get Kenny's gimmick. Me and a buddy, my gathering buddy from California, were discussing this. He's a real-life anime supervillain. He's the final boss of a video game, hence the over-the-top laughter, right. hence the outfits, hence fucking everything. The V-Trigger? Yeah, all of it at this point. Like, I mean, all of his finishes were made off of video games. The only Correct. thing 
I have to have a serious bring up point to all of us real quick is uh, I do agree with Bully Ray, uh, Mr. Bubba Ray Dudley. They should not have had Nakazawa walk out with the belt or whatever his name is. I'm sorry if I butchered the shit out of that, Mr. Michael. You got it. That, uh, that felt like a stab to impact. Like, I get it. Like I said, the, the end hangs on the beginning. We don't know how this full story plays out yet. You know, when Don screws Kitty, when Don screws everyone, you know. But uh, that that really did feel kind of fucking shitty. Yeah. You know, from a fan point of view, like, you know, I agree. If you're going to have him have all the belts and be fucking Thanos, have him have all the belts and be Thanos. Like, again, I get it. Video game character, chic, whatever. Let the lackey carry the belts. That's the only way I can justify it. But it, it does feel super shitty. It, it really just does feel super shitty. Well, we, we talked about this, and I know this has been mentioned on, on many other wrestling podcasts, but what does Impact get out of this? Like, I get it in some sense they get the rub from yeah, AEW, but, but when it, it ends, that's... what's there to get? They they need to have a big get. They need to have their big victory. It needs to be either um, Joe comes back to Impact Wrestling, Joe beats Kenny, takes the belt back to Impact. There needs to be something. Um, it either needs to be that, or maybe Brian Danielson goes to impact and he beats Kenny impact needs to get their day in the sun because right now you took the belt off rich Swan, who's a great wrestler. And now you've just kind of left them holding the bag and it's, it's gotta be a dance. It's gotta be, these guys get so much wins. We get so much wins. Everybody walks away happy, but, um, impact needs it. And it can't just be quote unquote, the rub they need to get a win. the end hangs on the beginning. We don't know the full story yet. That's one thing I do love about AEW. Like I said last week, even when I'm right, they get me sometimes, and I'm still right. They just take the long way to get there. So it's one. Do of you know the only problem with that? The only that? problem with that is that the only it was like I was saying the other week. Good Brothers were about the only ones to make it onto Impact, except for uh, Don Callis. I agree. And like it's I it's ridiculous. Callahan come over. They need to pull more of the impact talent to a. No, no, not even not even There's Sammy not Callahan. Much. They they didn't have Rich Swan on there at all that. as the impact champion. There was End no build discussion. up to that. There was no build. It doesn't up. matter. They could have built it up. That's my point. Rich yeah. Swan should have invaded TNT. Rich yes. should have given a hot mic. He should have yes. shredded Kenny. He should yes, have said, yep. I'm younger than you. I'm more agile than you. Yep. I don't have the ego that you do. I'm a better performer, and I'm going to show it to you at the pay-per-view. And he should have either ran backstage and jumped Kenny and yep. beat him down and something. And, and the impact Easy. guy should have been in a limo behind there. And when Rich walks out, he says, see ya. And then you, that could have been it. You I got agree, it. As, yeah. it's, it's a blood feud. You've got it 100%. They needed to create some excitement. I didn't see anything about that. The closest thing I saw to that was ROH versus CZW. And I don't even care about CZW, but I remember when that was happening, and I thought, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Just the CZW guys coming in and evading, ROH going into their shows, it was excellent. Have I seen anything close to that lately? No. Why is it Indies book good invasion angles, but no other company can actually book a good Because they overthink angle. it. They overthink it. That's the problem. So, and uh, I don't know. I see that's the problem. You don't nobody knows God, the specifics of that deal. Do it. 
Nobody but, knows the specifics of that deal. That's the problem. We, and we if you know, I'll agree. Yeah, but, yeah. Impact that's all it is. Has got to get something out of this. It'd be foolish for them to send over Good Brothers and have their title get held hostage, more or less, by AEW to get no rub. It'd be foolish. What did they gain from it? To get a little bit of exposure, not a lot, because realistically, right now, all their talent that's getting pushed is on AEW. Nobody's talking about your Callahans, your Swans, or nothing else. It's just a little bit of action on your Wednesday night show. Impact has got to get something. Now, is it a backstage thing to where they're getting help financially because they need that? Who knows? But Maybe. it would be beneficial to they need to get something on TV. That'll draw more people if they are if con is shooting them some cash to keep things afloat maybe they're in a bad way who knows if that's the case so be it you're going to keep going a little bit but they can't just they're coming off as a second rate organization they're basically coming off as what Liam savage is to me Oh the no! Dollar store this is true. This is a real. Ah, oh. it's just not going to work. Is realistically, it, it just it can't happen. Nothing good is going to come out. All you are is just being a whipping post, a nothing. You're getting abused. They got to do something. Impact Wrestling can't just keep sending over their names. Guys are going to draw some attention, and just basically be. AEW wrestlers under impact contracts and have your championship, your heavyweight champion is an AEW wrestler. What did it gain from this? Nothing. It's well, no, sad. They need to sort it out. You, you make a really good point because think about of course this. I do. I, I mean, no. you got you got Rich Swan, right, who definitely could come over here and do something. You got Deanna Peraza, who definitely could jump in there in the women's mix and do something. Uh, Sammy Callahan. What about Moose as well? I think Moose would do incredibly well if they did a crossover with him. I mean, Josh Alexander, Eddie Edwards. Um, what about Morrissey? I mean, I think he's another guy who I think you could do some stuff with. You need to do more with the people that you got, and it can't be just all of the quote-unquote top guys because if you do that then you're completely missing out on everything else uh what about ace austin i think that, that would, would be a really good one yeah. you know what you could do you could do a crazy steve luther type of deal or you could have a mixed faction between the two i think that would be really good it's just the the options are endless as long as you're willing to do business and what you have to do is you have to be willing to go ahead to get a little, you got to give a little. And I think Chris made a great point. You cannot turn uh, Impact Wrestling into this stepchild, redheaded stepchild company that you're just saying, oh, well, we'll give you the rub. And then that's basically all you're going to get. No, they got Jake something as weather. He's really, really good. What about Johnny Swinger? Bring him on. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that are really good that I think would be awesome. The North. Um, the North as well. Do a women's invasion and in, uh, Rosemary. The it would give a shot and arm to the AEW women's division. I don't know. Do something like have the Impact Women invade the group, 
I could see someone like Jordan Grace taking AEW women's title. Absolutely. I'm sure you could. That'd be yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. What about, okay. What about Willie Mack? You could bring Willie Mack in. I think love he's Willie really Mack. good. Love Willie Mack. Willie Mack is amazing. I've Willie... seen him live twice with House of Hardcore. So underrated. A dude built like him that can move like him. He's amazing. He he's needs excellent. a little bit more of a push. He I've needs something. He could totally get pushed to the moon. Oh, Willie yeah. Mack did great stuff when he was in NWA. He yep. does great stuff when he's in Impact Wrestling. And why in yep. God's name he's not getting more of a push, I'll never know. Once again, I'm sure there's other extenuating circumstances. So I have um, a sad answer. And that's uh, if you don't want to piss in a cup to work for a promotion because you smoke weed, you don't want to piss in a cup for a promotion because you smoke weed. <laughs> so There's yeah, got to be more to it than that. I mean, Willie yes, but too oh, talented. Yeah, to I where somebody's going to shun him because he smokes a bit of dope. Fuck me. Right, but There's it, no yeah. way. So it, there are you know, guys like, who are doing shit much worse well, like than that, that are getting pushed I know to the Orton moon. gets like 25 Not grand a pop. So he Orton's can an ass clown. Well, not so much now, but he <laughs> was terrible when he was younger. Just a prick. Hold on. Shit we... in, in, in whatever name, bag and whatnot. Just an asshole. You know, they pushed him to the moon. There's no way... They're going to hold back a talent because he's smoking a bit of dope. Now, if he's freebasing heroin, beating the guts out of his old lady, they'll hold you back. <laughs> You're smoking a bit of dope. They're not holding you back. No way. That's foolishness. If anybody thinks that, give your head a shake. No way. Not over weed. Especially considering here in Canada, it's legal. It's legal in some states now. It's yep. decriminalized in a bunch more states. Illegal, There's though. no way. But they're they're not holding somebody back over that. No way. That's uh, not the issue. There I, might no. be an issue. I don't know why it is. It ain't that. You know what I love about the butt? I love about the butt because the butt, when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. I mean, he yeah. just brings it. And that's a great take. I agree with you 100% on that. Is 100%. That like about the butt? Hey, you know what? You need it. Hey, listen here, chocolate. You need to hush your mouth, okay? Unless you plan on taking your shirt off again, then we're you done. You said it like so enthusiastically. So I that's am. what I love about the butt. The butt likes to do this. The butt does that. Hey, you butt. know what? Don't the get butt. mad at me because I like a little ass play. All right. Let's go to a man Whoa. who taught me all about ass play. Whoa. And that oh. is the one. In, yes, he did. Remember oh. that that night in Poughkeepsie? Oh, my God. You, me, Ramada Limited, and a gas station sandwich. Rit, wow. What wow. what's your take about uh, the what whole AEW Impact uh, partnership? Which really, right now, it doesn't even look like a partnership. Would you agree? Well, first things first, I'm a little disappointed, Freeland, that you didn't mention this guy. Second thing is, but you're you must have been getting promos by Hakeem Zayn because Hakeem Zayn, yes, you were just going off, and I'm disappointed because Freeland named three quarters of the roster and didn't even mention our good friends. You didn't even let me finish. I was going to say Hakeem Zayn, but Hakeem Zayn is AAW. Our guy in impact is now, let me make sure I say this right. Rahit Raju. Rahit Raju. He is the man that's in impact wrestling. And I think he would be amazing too. And we talked about this writ in the interview. You could put Rajit uh, Raju with just about anybody. 
I think you could put him with either one of the Seidel brothers. I think he would have a great match. I think you could put him uh, with Darby Allen. It would be a great match. You could put him with Scorpio Sky, who, God, Scorpio Sky needs to be teamed up with somebody because I think he's athletic and talented. This Ethan Page thing he's doing right now, I'm not digging that whatsoever because I think Ethan Page is an overgrown 14-year-old boy who likes lollipops. He hasn't passed puberty yet, but that's just Damn. my opinion. Damn. Wow. Wait, wow. Are, are you saying that's Boog's worker name? That's true. <laughs> wow. Wow. But uh, the whole AEW thing, I, I gave you my, my thoughts last week, and I got booted for it. I said it's Kenny Omega show, baby. You know, as long as Kenny or Kenny Omega touches, it turns to gold. All he has to do is just hold the title for T, uh, for Impact Wrestling, and 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 all of a sudden their stock went up. Well, what? Uh, okay, so no know, way. Was, hold on, that, hold that on a second. Week. That was last week. But let's talk about this there for a second. Um, so at some point in time, Kenny's obviously going to drop the belt back to an Impact star. We already know that. Who's it going to be? And how Sammy. long is this going to happen before Impact finally gets that their victory, before they get their moment in the ring, before they get their Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero moment over AEW? Well, let's see here. If uh, it's Samoa Joe, you got another four months. Uh, if it's uh, Daniel Bryan, you got about another five, six months. You know, well, actually, no, it could be sooner with him because. His contract was up, so he has to have a no compete clause. So, we'll, whenever the, one of them, one of them uh, comes over. Wow, what was that? What was that? Monster, Monster Factory. Factory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw it to a guy who who needs definitely more camera time because he's much more prettier than any of us. Um, oh, and, and his dog hasn't yet made an appearance on this week's episode, but I'm sure he will soon. Uh, Logan, let me ask you this: What do you think? is the ultimate what's the end game here with the AEW impact relationship there there has to be a period at the end of the sentence and is it hey we're going to run this thing out we're going to completely drain both rosters and go back and forth or is it a situation of this is going to be a short-term deal we may revisit it down the road again but where is the victory for impact somebody right now needs to put some heat on Kenny Omega Scott Demore can't do it alone because uh, what was two weeks ago? He put the heat on and says if Kenny doesn't show up, he will be suspended. This, that, and the other. And I was like, well, that's one way to lay the law down. Somebody, anybody needs to start heading that way. Like, let's see what happens after Under Siege this weekend because there's six men that could easily become the number one contender and try to put heat on Kenny Omega. Somebody like Moose, who could, who is definitely a viable competitor to give us that, give Impact that big victory that they really, really need. Do you think that? Do you think that it? it and this is not the way I want to see it end, but do you think it could come to the situation where Kenny is stripped of the title and it's given back to Impact Wrestling, or do you think that's an absolute shitty way to, to end this thing? Stupid. It would, Terrible it would idea. be a dumb one. It would be that dumb. That makes no sense. That would be a complete waste of everybody's time. I agree well, completely. Who gains yep. anything from that? 
No, no one gains anything from the whole situation. I'm just saying, Garbage. what happens if that's the the end angle that it goes with? Kenny did not defend it within so many days, and therefore, no. from a contractual standpoint, you, but guys, well, you've seen this before. Such and such has it. They would. I seen Katie Vick too. It doesn't mean I want to see it again. Wow, <laughs> you know what? Bonus Damn. points for a Katie Vick <laughs> reference. Does Does anybody have a problem with the World Title Tournament? I like them. No. Yeah, that'd be okay. I, I, okay I have no that. problem with that. Well, I have no I'm problem with that. More. If that's the end game, then okay. But yeah, but, it could be a cheap who, out. Who's to sit there and say? Who, who's to say Kenny Omega doesn't start handpicking? You know, nobodies to defend the title against. So that would be it, the worst case scenario, Rhett. Well, worst case. The, well, he starts picking hey. nobodies to defend the title against until Impact says no. That's our title. You're you're going to sit there and face such and such. Yeah. Next. But that cheapens the title. That uh, you know, the, the what would be the point of that? It's like okay, well, you can defend it against nobodies. Our title is a title you defend against nobodies. I don't see how that's going to work. But that's just if, me. But if but if they strip it from them and they do a tournament, that's my point. Does that help anything? That does nothing either. No, it doesn't. No, do but anything. it'd be better no, than going we, against nobody. Give it to him. He he runs with it. Does fuck all with it for however long. We gain nothing. We get no rub out of it. And I was like, right. oh, well, we played this little game. We're just going to take it from you. And now we're going to have a tournament. What's the draw on that? You're a default champion. That's Correct. not goddamn good. No, I understand no. that. Impact but it... has got to get the belt back from Kenny in a legit win. And they need to do it on an AEW show. Yes, it needs to happen That's on a the Dynamite. Do it. Yes. They got to do it on something to where you're going to get bigger draw because Impact ain't drawing shit compared to AEW. And you do it on something like that that's going to make you look relevant, make you look like a viable organization. You you get it back. Omega's a big deal. You take whoever it is, Moose, Callahan, Swan, Joe, whoever it would be, but you need to do it. It's got to be a legit, clean win can't be a bullshit win. It can't be a shot. No outside interference. You got to go over him clean. It gives your champion some swagger now because he got over Kenny Omega on AEW and took the title. That's what you okay. got to do. Can't have other than I, that. Half ass. I've got I've got one last thing, real quick. Okay, if we take that title, make it to the ninety day clause that the wwe guys are dealing with right now make that the pay-per-view you know for AEW, and joe comes out beats kenny omega for the impact title and represents the brand do you see numbers going up i think so i'll something like that if it's a legit win over him but it can't be that's what i'm saying thing. no that's it what i'm saying be, we took it away we did a tournament that they're, doesn't do nothing for you. The only thing right now is they have to have an end game. If they're just making it the way they are right now, it's not making any sense. I'm hoping that they're just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes right now and saying, we have an end game for this. If the end game right now is they're waiting for someone like Joe, or I don't think Daniel Bryan's going anywhere, to be honest with you, but if it's an outsider, or say even in Andrade, they, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they set it for him. They set it for... Joe, and 
make it like that. You you stretch it out to the pay-per-view. You say, oh, well, okay, I'm going to go against this guy who's a nobody because he couldn't succeed in WWE. Gives him the fight of his life, ends up winning the title, takes it back to Impact, starts a new path, gets the ratings up a tiny bit. I'm not going to say 100% or anything or 25%, but it's going to be something. Well, what does that say for your roster? If you can't float somebody right now, their roster is shit. From them, you, uh, that's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah, yeah. But what exactly. does that say? We we gotta give our title away to somebody from a different territory, a different foundation, to carry it, to hold it for us, and we gotta hope for a, a castaway WWE reject to take him on. He's well, got a little bit of name value. He's got a face that's gonna do something. Then. Your organization has problems. The you only thing about that, that, then you're basically just your your WWE. You got your WWE. We all know it's a top of the heap, like the Olympic. Then you got AEW. Impact can't just be a doormat. That's not going to work. You need to develop something in house. You can't just keep bringing in guys that are other people's castoffs and try to make them your champion. Try to make them your name. It ain't going to work. You're doing something wrong. you got to have in-house talent that does something. If not, fuck, what have you gone? What are you doing? You're gone right off the rails. It's not going to work. I 100% agree. The last thing I'll say is I 100% agree. But with the Cinderella story, it could be told with Joe going back to Impact TNA and reclaiming you know, or like you know, getting on the top of the mountain of something he never actually held. It's damn. I don't think he held the. Yeah, it's it would work out. I know he's an outsider technically, but he has that history to the old promotion. He spent more time there than fucking anywhere, really. Like it. There you go. Again, it's truly fucking perfect. Like right. It yes, just he did. Works out, like, but he left for the promised yep. land. Got gassed, and I was like, oh well. We'll take you back. Oh, you're well, who else have you us. got? Who else have you got? Nobody. There's nobody else. But there's exactly. Guys, you can't tell me that they don't have somebody local in-house that they can push a little bit. Even if you're just an interim champion, even if it's just a short-term thing, Freeland is going to be a mess tonight. Freeland's fucked. The old lady's tucking him in. <laughs> and, I have, I, and I have an interview at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Oh, Christ. We'll all okay. be up long before that. So. Guys, I don't want to cut you off by this because this is an amazing, amazing uh, conversation we're having right now. Unfortunately, we are going to be going off the air at 1230. Uh, so what, oh, I no. wanna, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and go around the horn and get everybody their plugs in so they can tell everybody – where to find them, where to follow them, all of that good stuff. Uh, like I said, I do apologize. I wish we could go longer. Unfortunately, like I, like I tell my wife, there's just not enough gas in the before, tank. Yeah. I know. Uh, I'm going to first throw it over to the man who always looks so happy. That's the writ. What's going on, buddy? Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you, and all that good stuff. And we can't hear you. And we can't hear you. Did you take your microphone off? What is he? Speak what is now. He can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, All right. Where's Mike World Order? Mike actually, uh, much like Boog, he had a good now. Night. we can yeah. hear you now. So tell everybody where they can follow you if they'd like to continue this conversation on social media. 
What? Okay, moving on to Leah or Liam. Logan, Logan Pardon? Slater, where can people follow you? Sorry. I it's it's <laughs> it's the situation with um with the buzz balls, I guess. Um where can people follow your amazing your amazing channel that you have on Twitch? Uh give everybody the deets. Twitch.tv slash order entertain twenty twenty. We are on every week, Monday through Thursday, or Monday through Sunday, if there's a pay-per-view at the end of the week. And by the way, we're getting some questions about what's the dog's name? Eris. Eris. A-R-I-S. Eris. Eris. She, she knows I have chicken. Oh, so, she so she's begging. Oh, man. And, and she's very much like Jerry Lee from the movie Canine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, guys, Order Entertain 2020, please uh, not only follow them on Twitch, but go ahead and subscribe as well. Great, great oh, guy. Yeah. Um, any merchandise I can tell people to buy? Well, yes. actually, I do have a merchandise site. Go to rpgapparel.com, and you can find my merch there. rgpapparel.com? RPG. RPG, once again, buzzballs. rpgapparel.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I cannot say thank you enough for joining us for another week. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Christopher Butt, it is so good to have you back. And I mean, it's, gosh, it's like it's like the star quarterback comes back after, uh, you know, we've had to deal with uh, Garage Boy for so long. But where can people follow you if they'd like to continue the wrestling conversation online? I'm on Twitter, GotNoof2291. That's really about it. I'm on Facebook. I don't use that. I'm on Instagram. I don't know what that is. So that's okay. Hmm? You can catch me on Twitter. Uh, I'll be on the Cult of Beardo Thursday night if Rick welcomes me back. And I'll be at. Good to be back. Good to see you, Misfits, again. And I love you guys. Stay we safe. love you. We love you, too. We are back in the saddle. That makes us extremely happy. Uh, let's go ahead to, yet again, the winner, Mr. Andrew Dice Clay. I, I mean, Anton Heidnick. Uh, Anton, what's going on? How can people follow you? All that jazz. Anton Heidnick on Twitter. <laughs> I feel rotten on Instagram and within the next two months, I feel rotten.com for your music needs, beats, services, etc. And uh, also, Freeland, didn't you have a big announcement? Like, there are multiple people asking, didn't Freeland have yeah. a big announcement? Yes, so, I do have a big announcement. It's going to be coming when it's my okay. turn to plug really sure, quick. Yep. Sure no, I'm still going to do it. Okay. I am still going to do it. Uh, let's see here. We're going to go ahead and. Liam Savage, uh, how, Hello. Can people, how, how can people follow you? What is all your details? What's your merchandise websites? Where can people get autographed, signed 8x10s, the whole nine yards? The floor is yours. Uh, they can DM me to get my PayPal information, and I'll <laughs> maybe try to send it out. Who knows? I don't know. Um, okay, so Savage Liam on Twitter. Um, I want to thank the people. I've gotten up to 80 followers now. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but I do it very organically. The only followers I've had before that was when I was doing writing for a music publication, and uh, I got some followers from that. But, you know, I'm I'm happy to get who I can and who's interested in me. So thank you to everybody that has uh, followed me. And uh, that's about it. I don't really want to give any other ones out. You can go Savage Liam 1978 on Instagram if you really want to. There's not a crazy amount on there, but go ahead. Awesome. 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 And before I say anything else, we're going to throw it back to on the his Rick. phone. 
You know who the writ reminds you of? The writ is our version of Adam Schefter. He's working. He's texting people. Who the fuck people. is that? Wow. Who is Adam really, Schefter? Leo? Do you believe that? Yeah. I have no idea. You cannot hear me, can you, writ? You can hear me. You are our Adam Schefter. You are getting things lined up. You're talking to guests as the show's going on. Uh, where can people find you on social media? I'm going to give you another opportunity. Uh, it's something like R underscore I underscore T underscore 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 the writ. Something like that. Okay. I think he's he's good with that. Wow. All right. With that being said, it is time for the announcement, which I'm very excited to be telling everybody about. So, um, as you know, uh, the guys have been on sabbatical for for quite a while now. I want to say it was in February. Um, I've recently talked to Mikey Whipwreck, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be seeing him in the fall. Uh, TBD, but hopefully we will see him back in the fall. Um, now, I, I did talk to him about what would be happening with our show, uh, which has kind of become the staple here in the last almost 10 weeks or so. And what will end up happening with that? This is going to stay. Uh, so I will be continuing to do my front row material duties with the boys. This show will stay as well. And like I said, hopefully we will see in, uh, we'll see in them back in the fall. I will keep you posted. Uh, don't hold us to any of this. Uh, obviously things are always fluid, but hopefully we'll see the guys this fall. And, um, and as I said before in conversations, the most important thing is that everybody's okay. And as we all know Mikey's situation, um, I'm not going to hold his feet to the fire whatsoever. I love the man dearly. He's been great to me. Uh, he's been great to everybody. And uh, hopefully we'll see him this coming fall. And, um, yeah, so that's tentative plan right now. So we're, we're kind of thinking about that right now. Once again, it's tentative. I am going to emphasize that with an asterisk. Um, but, yes, no matter what does happen with the original front row material, this show right here will stay the way it is. We will continue to have guests, interview people, and we will still continue to do Around the Horn. So that is Love my it. major uh, announcement so far. So that is where we stand. So potentially a return in the fall and uh, TBD, which means uh, to be determined. Uh, but that's kind of an idea of where we're going with right now. But this show will, will definitely continue going. So Perfect. Sweet. So that's like everything. It. So, and I and I told Mikey on I said, hey man, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do. If it's this fall, yep. if it's not, it, it's it's whatever is best for you. And we will continue to hold the fort down. He loves everybody for what they've helped out on this show so far. He is incredibly thankful, and uh, my love awesome. to not only everybody on this panel, but to all of the major players that have always come in each and every week and tuned in and listened to our show. We are very, very uh, thankful. So, oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dog. This is always this, has to have her spotlight. I was just about to say this dog needs a microphone. <laughs> I swear, this dog needs a microphone. If I open I mean, the door, she is a cat, a husky, and another dog all in here trying to get camera time. So, like Lord have mercy, <laughs> we we must be doing you, something right. You can't have any chicken. But with that being said, uh, Cult of Beardo this week is going to be very entertaining. Uh, Rit, any uh, lowdown? Any any lowdown, uh, uh, Rit, on Cult of Beardo this week? Like to share any information on the Cult of Beardo? Tell your wonderful listeners what they can expect. Be surprised. He's on his phone. He's on his phone. 
He doesn't understand what's going on right now. Can you, you even can, hear? Grant, wake up. You can expect the writ is going to probably play on his phone. Yep. Renegade he, will he, have technical difficulties. Renegade will. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, going to be about it. I'm back. The so butt is back on the cult of Beardo. All things are well in the world. FRM Nation is doing well. We are healthy. We are happy. And uh, and that's all I got. Guys, if you would do me a huge favor, I would appreciate it. Please go ahead and go to our Twitch channel and follow us. And if you'd be so inclined, hit subscribe button. We would love your support as well. But please continue to at least hit that follow button so you get notifications every single time that we go live on Twitch. All right. That's all I got. All right, kids. Everybody want to say goodbye? Much love, guys. See you next week. Night, boys. Good night. Stay safe. Look after each other. And don't let the bed bugs bite, right? Love, peace, and chicken grease. (laughs) We'll see you next week.